0: Welcome to Honest Talk about heartbreak, dating, and relationships. Relationships. The podcast helping you navigate your path to happy ever after
1: with your
2: host, Rob McPhillips.
1: So, the, the topic we're going to talk about uh, tonight is um, slaying the dragon. And slaying the dragon is the metaphor for the problems in a relationship and how you resolve those problems. So when we go to breakout rooms, what I'd like you to think about for a minute now is the relationships in your life where there's a problem that's coming between the two of you. And so these can be all kinds of relationships, um, romantic relationships, whether it's friendships, whether it's work relationships, wherever there's a problem between you and the other person that's stopping the relationship from really flowing. Uh. So if you think about those relationships, now what we're going to discuss in the breakout rooms is what is making the relationship a struggle? What is the problem that's coming between the two of you? have examples. Uh, Maybe it might help if everyone writes in the chat box um, examples that they have of a problem that's hindering their relationship. This can be any kind of relationship because we're looking at a process rather than the actual details here. Um, And while everyone's everyone's doing that, um, is there anyone that has a problem that isn't too emotionally um, sensitive that they would be happy discussing. But we can use as an example. Okay,
3: Errol. Sure. Anything specifically, or no? We're just looking for an example that we can use. Um, okay. So for for us, uh, I believe it was lack like of communication. Um, okay. So in in our relationship there wasn't anything, any event. So there was no infidelity, there was no abuse, there was no, um, there was no particular specific thing that you could point at and say, that's what caused the problem. Um, except that I would say that um, it was because we didn't really talk to each other about the things that I, I suppose we put up with things rather than talk to each other about it. And that eventually, I think, took its toll.
1: Okay. Okay. Um, And so, you weren't able to resolve it, and that led to the end of the relationship.
3: Yeah. Um, Well, we uh, (laughs) weren't. It's a bit more complicated than we were able to. I mean, she basically got to a point where, in her mind, it was finished, and um, I kind of. She basically kind of said, "Right, this is it." We, we need to get divorced, and, and that was it. Okay.
1: Okay. So, come on. Okay, is anyone, anything else uh, come up in uh, the groups that anyone would like to discuss, or?
0: I was, I was going to say, Rob, that, that for me, my, my girlfriend, when I went in, she was quite needy, like she had mental health issues, and, um, and I think after about sort of three or four years, she, she improved quite significantly. And she actually turned into a different person in some respects. So she went from being a massive introvert to being quite extroverted. And, and it was actually diff- difficult for me to, I felt like I had to know, I had to learn to get to know her again. I felt like it was a different person in some respects.
1: Okay. And I think it's, it's yeah. good going forward. Okay. Okay. Um, all right. So, um, what I'm what I'm going to do is I'm going to just talk about my ideas because um, this slay the dragon. I don't know how, how many people are clear on what I mean by slay the dragon. Yeah. Okay. All right. So I'm going to, um, show you my ideas on, on, on why I think slaying the dragon is important and how we go about doing it. And then we can use that as, as a framework, um, uh, to, to look at more specific. So, um, right. What I'm going to do, I'm going to share the screen just so, uh, sometimes visuals are easier to, um, to get an idea of what I'm saying. Okay. Um, Right, let me, if I can move this box. Okay, so where do we go first? Um, slaying, Slaying the dragon is really, um, about in, in when you have the prince and the princess, like in the fairy tale model, then um, what most people miss out is prince means princess, and then they fall in love and, and live happily ever after. But the missing piece is that in the fairy tale, the prince and the princess have to lift some witch's curse, they have to slay the dragon, they have to go through some ordeal, and that is the key for them having the happy ever after now. So what exactly is slaying the dragon? So the problem in relationships is like Dan Wall says, when you marry someone, you marry a set of problems. And if you didn't marry them, you wouldn't have those problems, but you'd have a different set of problems. And John Gottman talks about 68% of problems are unresolvable so let's look at exactly what that is and, and how you can manage that within a, a relationship. So basically, the problem is that when two people get together, they've both got a different idea, they've both got different views, they've both got different, um, slightly different values, perspectives, experiences of where they see that they're going. So we might talk about in the big picture, um, you know, we both want kids, we both want this kind of life, but even when we're agreeing on that, the specifics of what it's going to look like are very different. And so the differences between our views and, and where we're both heading is the dragon that we have to slay. Okay. Does that does that make sense to everyone so far? Yeah. Okay. So, right. The big things that people argue about are money, sex, children, how you raise them, in-laws, friends, career, all of these kind of things. And the difference is that one person might like to be really frugal, one person might see money as fun. um, Sex is type and quantity. Uh, children one parent might be really strict one parent might be really relaxed Um, one person might want to see themselves as a small family unit and not have much contact with others one might be really social and want people um, living around their house Um, so let's talk about um, what kind of problems people have so let's just stop there for a minute let's look at the chat and if anyone wants to
0: um step in so just, did you uh, say that, that john gottman said that 68 like people would sick what was the 68 percent?
1: 68 percent of pro- problems are unresolvable so they unresolvable. divide problems in into uh solvable problems and um unsolvable unresolvable So problem, uh, uh, unsolvable that, problems
0: that i mean i mean so. considering there are quite a lot of relationships that at least go on for a while. That seems what in number as well. Yeah. Um, um,
1: um, but what they, what they mean by that is that the problems are um, the problems are personality differences. There's slight value differences. There's slight, um, there are ways in like, and so the, the the big five that people argue about is Money, sex, children, um, f- f- uh, like the extended family. So, if, if we look at the chat, so it's, let me see what, okay, so it's not necessarily that. Um, two expectations, cold. Oh okay. But the, the things that people disagree on, there's a pattern. So, what it means is when people disagree in a long term relationship, it's the same problem reoccurring over and over again. Does anyone recognize that in their relationships? Yeah, generally saying that. So, it's usually like one person is always late, Um, one person leaves their clothes lying around on the floor, one person, um, those kind of things. So, they're kind of patterns of behavior, which is based in differences in the way that you see the world, the way that that you operate in the world. So let me go back to this. So these are the problems and move that. Okay. So typically I wrote something on this last week that, um, someone said, well, you know, like I'm always compromising in my relationships and then, um, it doesn't work out, but typically the, um, people see that you compromise in a relationship. So this is like the difference between them is, the, is the, basically the dragon and compromise is like you go halfway and you both give up something. But what that means is that neither is happy. So they're both getting a substandard result. And uh, it just means this is where like the basis is for people to settle in relationships. So, um, I had, okay. So, rather than, so the, if the, you've got person A here and you've got person B here and on two paler opposites, the, when you slay the dragon, basically what you're doing is you're making a point C, which is what I would call like a, a, a sculpted solution. So, when you have a compromise, it means that you give up something in order for, the, for harmony. And so what eventually happens is you basically lose yourself um, and you don't get what you want and you expect and hope that the other person gives up what they want uh, for the sake of the harmony. But eventually what that means is neither, neither is, is happy. So the relationship basically isn't working for it either side. So when I'm talking about a sculpted solution, what I mean is, when you understand the differences between you, when you understand where the problem came from, you're able to grow. So rather than give up something, you're basically growing and you're understanding each other at a higher level. So got a little bit out of order here. So for me, problems are really the gateway to deeper understanding and deeper connection they're a chance to understand more about each other. So when we look at the closeness of a relationship is about how intimate we are and the intimacy that we have is based on how much we show the other person and how much they, we see of them. So the way that humans connect is through self-disclosure. Is through understanding each other at a higher level. So, when we're like strangers, we just judge on face value. People we like, we have a little, little bit of snapshot from short interactions. Friends, we know a little bit about their personality. We, we know what they like. We know what they like to be around. Close friends, we might share our hopes and hopes and fears. But family, we have more. Um, affiliation. They're, they're part of who we are. So, so it's really when you have a problem, what you've got up here, you've got kind of an iceberg and you've got the stated reason that someone said in the above, like a, is, is like what's above uh, sea level. Um, and so that's what we, what we work off. But underneath that, there's all these assumptions and sense of identity and all these kind of things that underpin the real problem. And so slaying the dragon is about uncovering all of this. And so when I'm talking about the sculpted view, like John Wanamaker said that 50% of advertising is, is wasted, but I just don't know which half. And in the same way, most of our beliefs are wrong, but we just don't know which ones. So when we go through life, you know, like we, we, if you look back at the history of civilization, it's full of assumptions that are wrong, that, that the earth is flat, that we're at the center of the universe, all of these things that over time, as we develop our knowledge, we learn, we were operating on false premise. And the same way in a relationship, we'll find that most of the things that we think that we want the things that we think that we really value are really important to us often actually aren't and so the way that you in slaying the dragon in sculpting is in having the communication to be able to talk about what the real problem is to be able to analyze exactly what why You hold the assumptions, the beliefs that you do. And then in finding that, you're able to find what's actually true and what is just something that you mislearned, misinterpreted. And then through both of this, to come to a, like, point C in where we're going. Um, A point C in here. So it's not a compromise, but it's somewhere where you've both grown to, to a better solution. All right, let me just go back. So do, does that make sense so far? Tell me if I'm losing you anywhere.
0: I'm, I'm, I, I'm struggling to like, for me, a compromise is, is if you have like two warring parties, then a the compromise is where you find a solution, isn't it?
1: Um, so, Okay, I, th- I think this is uh, a matter of syntax, really. is really, what does compromise mean? Um, yeah, semantics. But y- yeah, semantics, <laughs> yeah, sorry. Um, but mostly compromised... F-
0: Means with, that people compromise their beliefs, I suppose. Like, yeah. And once, to agree.
1: Um, and so once you've compromised your beliefs, you've compromised who you are. Okay. And so if you, st- you, you still are, if you still believe it, yeah. but you, you yeah. say, okay, I believe this, but I'm going to do this, your actions are out of line with what you believe.
0: Yeah. So, so, so you, but, but you can have a compromise without compromising yourself.
1: Yeah. So, so what I'm saying is, is rather than compromise, like I believe this, but
0: I'm going to do this,
1: rather than compromise in that way, you work on what are the beliefs. Are you talking about behaviour then? No, no. Yeah, compromise is when you change your behaviour but you don't change your beliefs.
4: Can we have an example? Like a working life example?
1: Okay,
0: Um, So... So I can
4: think of one that happened between me and my son for example yesterday but I don't think there was a we compromised but it wasn't like a belief behind it it was just one wanted one thing and another wanted another thing so we had to find a win-win situation which is not re- we didn't really have to compromise our beliefs in that scenario so if you got a situation where it's about compromising beliefs
1: okay are you are you able to talk about that
4: Yeah, it was only something little. I just wanted to go shopping, and he knew I was going shopping. Um, Just to food shopping, and I didn't want to go on my own. Last minute, he said, you know, I'm not feeling very well. I want to stay at home. Are you all right to go and whatever? And I said, well, I don't really feel like going on my own. I'd feel more secure if you came with me. Um, And it ended up just being um a compromise he was happy to come if it meant that he was allowed to buy this drum that he wanted as soon as he'd saved enough money so he didn't have to wait for it and he was happy to do that and he was happy to come out shopping okay does that okay and then so i got what i wanted and he got something else that he wanted
1: okay um okay so so what kind of what you did was sorry
5: sorry okay sorry but isn't there a difference between negotiation and compromise in some um in some instances some instances it's it's really negotiating uh to to get something done yeah everyone has to make
4: sacrifices sometimes i was willing to make a sacrifice at that point um but he just said no do you know what i'll come with you so, okay. I mean, in that scenario, obviously, then it's just, we all need to make sacrifices sometimes as well.
1: Okay, so so it wasn't really, a, like, it wasn't a big sacrifice. You, it was a sacrifice you were willing to to, to make in order to yeah, get, yeah, sorry, the, 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 get a Yeah, it's only a
4: really small example.
1: Okay,
0: so... Well, if, a, a sacrifice is actually compromising and going backwards, whereas, actually, our, like, Having something where someone says, You can have this if I have this, a bargaining state is actually going forwards, isn't it? So one's active and one's passive.
1: Yeah. Okay. But let's let's look at a problem that would break a serious relationship. Oh, yes. Okay. So one wants a child, one doesn't want a child, for yeah. example. Okay, because that is something so key that you're willing you would rather leave the relationship than than give up on. So there, is, there are negotiations, like you said, that can work to fix like a, a small problem um, in order to move forward. But what we're talking about, the problems that break relationships are things like wanting a baby, don't want a baby, um, or, or like wanting to move house across the world and, and not wanting to do that. Those kind of things, they're the problems that break relationships. And so a compromise can't work really in there because someone is giving up something that they really care for in order to preserve the relationship. Does that make sense?
6: Yeah.
1: So, so what I'm talking about there where it's that kind of problem that's going to break the relationship is you have to then work out, what do you really want? And so in the same way, it's, it's sort of in the same process that you, what you did was you worked out, you, you went kind of a layer under of what, you know, why is it really important to you? Why is it really, why don't you want to do this? Why don't you want to do this? And then you were able to find the middle ground. So it's similar in that sense, but it's, it's about understanding more of the person it's understanding what, what that really means to them. So um, so in terms of if, if it's about a baby, then you need to get to the truth of, is there any point of like common ground? And so why, do, why does one person want the baby? Why does the other one definitely not? And there's going to be all kinds of assumptions and beliefs about that. It's going to be like, I hated like my childhood was horrible. I don't want to bring someone else up into that childhood. I need to feel like I'm secure. I need to feel like I've got a certain amount of money that I can um, bring a baby into the world. Um, or someone else might be like, I need a baby because I'm not going to feel complete without a baby. I'm, I need a baby because I need that love. Um, and sometimes people who want babies, it isn't, like the baby isn't going to solve the problem, but there's a problem that they, they're they looking for connection. They're looking for love. They're looking for belonging and they think a baby's going to give that to them. Does that make sense?
4: Yeah. So it's trying to find out what's behind that drive for wanting or not wanting.
1: Yeah. And And if you really get to, and you understand each other at the deepest, deepest level and you can appreciate, you go, okay, like, it's really important to you that you want a baby. I'm not willing. That's not willing. You know, there's nothing on me that's changing. It's really important to me. That's when you, you know, the relationship isn't going to work. Yeah. If you can't
4: come to a compromise at that point, or one's not willing to give a little for the other or vice versa.
1: Yeah. And that's when, and then there isn't so much animosity because you know exactly that the relationship just isn't going to work because it's something so key. Um, And so And so you either uncover the solution or you get clear on what is the breaking point of the relationship.
4: That's why I think it's so key to talk about these things prior to getting into a relationship,
1: Hmm. to have sort of
4: set things.
1: Yeah, the more, yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, before you get like where people go people marry without ever having discussed this or mostly we just stumble into relationships. Um, right. Let me just go back. Cause I think there's a little bit more on here before we discuss it a bit more. Um, okay. So, right. So, um, now, Dragons are really a metaphor. And so this is um, Joseph Campbell and Joseph Campbell just basically studied, he read, he spent his life reading books and then looking at the meaning behind them. So he, he came up with like what's called the monomyth, like the hero's journey of what the key stages of basically every story that's ever been told. Um, and then he looked at what the, what the metaphor and the symbology behind it was. And, and what he says, that dragons basically represent greed. And so he said there's a difference between the European version of the dragon and, and the um, Eastern version of the dragon in, in their mythologies. But the European, so like in the knights where he was slaying dragons, basically guards things, he guards like heaps and, of golden virgins, and it 's not that he can make use of them it's about g- greed it's about the ego um, and what he says is basically the ego is our dragon's cage so the point my point in including that is that basically underneath here um, and there's a quote um, in um, Vladimir Vasilyev in in martial arts. And he says that the goal isn't really in training to acquire techniques and fancy moves, but it's learning to control pride, irritation, fear, anger, and self-pity. So so really the the first thing to slay the dragon is to understand what they're fighting about and what has happened to make them believe what they do. So Howard Markman um, says that all, all arguments, all fights are really have deeper dynamics. We think we're fighting about something silly, but we're really fighting about something deeper. And some of the core themes are um, power and control, care and closeness, and respect and recognition. So it's understanding, like is the problem one of identity? Like someone doesn't feel respected, someone doesn't feel recognized, understood, loved, or is the problem in their assumptions? Like for example, in having a baby, people have assumptions about what they have to be, who they have to be, what is gonna mean losing, what is gonna mean gaining. So it's uncovering all of that. So there are basically six basic dimensions of a problem. There's the obstacle between achieving the problem or, or the obstacle between you. There's, um, someone said in the chat about expectations. It's about expectations and outcome. So when there's a difference between our outcome and our expectations, was the problem in our expectations or was the problem in, in the outcome? It's about the assumptions about what we believe is true. That might not be true. It's about communication um, and not being able to communicate. And at the deepest level, it's really about identity and ego. Right. So let me just stop this. Right. So does that make sense? I
6: think
4: so. I think that, what it's the argument with the underlying issue of the argument is always one of them categories.
6: Mm.
1: So, um, right. Uh, Do you want to discuss this more privately and breakout first, or do you want to um, discuss it here together? It's a general consensus.
4: I reckon it's together because we're quite a small group this week, but I don't know Mm. about everyone else
2: yeah i think together as well
0: yeah i agree yeah <laughs> okay
1: okay yeah it's quite it's quite nice when there's a small group that we we can i can see everyone on one page um okay um so errol as a nominated target for tonight um in the light of that do you feel How far down do you feel that you went in slaying that dragon?
3: I'm not even sure that we discovered what the dragon was.
1: You didn't discover what the dragon is?
3: No, I don't think so. As I was saying in the group, I'm not quite sure... Uh, The reason why I picked on communication as the issue is because (laughs) I'm not really sure exactly why, and i don't think she can articulate why as well um, and thinking about it I think i psychologically i didn't get what I needed from the relationship um, okay. i com- I compromised all the time um, or well because you the idea was um, I suppose I was old, well I am old school, I guess, you know. You just gotta make it work. You know, this you you're not like shopping in Sainsbury's, oh I don't like this loaf of bread, check it, get another one. So, um whatever it is, you got married, that's it. If it's you know, if you don't think it's quite right for you, just tough, you just get on with it. Um But the but well that's okay. I think what I also didn't do was I suppose have what I will call meaningful conversations. Um, And so I just put out with it, but then the result of that, the cost of that in terms of my personality was that I, without realizing actually, now that I reflect on it, without realizing I pulled away from the relationship. You know, I I just got on with the everyday things, you know, Um, you run your own business, you, you get on, you make the money, you you know you help out with the house this that the other, but you're not really engaged as such. The emotional bond isn't there. So you're you're just running through your routine. You're doing all this stuff you're supposed to do. So when you look at it on paper, oh you're a perfect husband. You know you go to work, you come back, you know you um, you help out with the kids, you do the cooking at the weekends and do, 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 all the rest of it. You wash up, but If you're not engaging on a personal level, you are not really with each other. There's something missing. Mm -hmm. And that then affects other parts of your relationship. It affects your intimacy, for example. Um, Intimacy becomes, and I don't know if I'm embarrassing anybody by being open like this, but uh, um, it becomes routine or it becomes, dare I say, just sex rather than lovemaking, for example. And that is not satisfying. Um, So I think we kind of that's that's where we were. This this was as far as I can understand. Um, Then I don't know. I suppose she felt that as well and didn't quite understand it herself um, until the time came and she just broke up. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs)
6: I
1: think that happens. I think my, it happens in most relationships. When you look at most relationships, you know, like that, the analogy of the iceberg, I think most relationships go along the iceberg without dipping very much underneath. And because we don't dip underneath, we don't really know what the problems are. Yeah. So you, you said that you compromised. What yeah. did you compromise
3: and what did it make you feel? Well, I suppose I compromised in the sense that I put up with things that I will don't, you know, rather than saying, look, I, I don't like the way you may be behaving or you may be doing things. It's not to say that therefore she needs to change, but just say that it, it poses me issues. Therefore, we need to sit down and figure out what we need to do about it. Um, instead, I either ignored it or put up with it, or compensated for it. Hmm. So for example, um, she would find it hard to make a decision. So I might say to her, look, how about we do this or we do that? Or or I might be at a point where I can't make up my mind which way to go, Um, and and she she wouldn't be able to help me because she can't make up her mind either. Um, she, She finds it very difficult to make up her mind. Um, and so I would compensate by that by just taking charge and getting on with it. But yeah. then she will see that as me controlling. Yeah. And I will it because I'm saying, well, hang on a minute, you can't make up your mind. So, yeah. and decision needs to be made. So I've just gone and done it. I hate you, Errol. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, um, and then of course, uh, because she doesn't feel involved, she feels I'm taking charge. And worse yeah. than that, if it all went sideways, she will be standing on the sidelines and saying, I told you so. Yeah. Because now, now, you know, you screwed it up, you'll f- you figure it out on your own, I'm not helping you. Because you never involved me in this in the first place. And to me, that signaled, well, I can't rely on you, you're not there, you're not supporting me. You know, you are the one person in this world that I would expect to be there when I've fallen down, mm-hmm. and yet you are on the sidelines kicking me you see, so it kind of escalates from, so rather than me saying, well look, we have a problem here, Um, you can't make a decision, but then you feel that I'm walking all over you when I make the decision, but sometimes maybe I don't have the patience or whatever to involve you in the decision making process, Um, I just went ahead with it and I just carried on. And when those kind of issues came along, I just ignored them. I kind of so well, that's the way she is. She's not going to back me up, I just carry on. But that then builds up resentment on my part. And then the resentment. Because then I, I, well, because I, I feel that I'm, I'm, I'm on my own. Hmm. I'm meant to be in a relationship where I got someone watching my back, but actually I'm on my own. That's the way I will feel. Hmm. And she probably feels this guy is supposed to be there to love and care for me, nurture me, um, you know, look after me, all the rest of it, and there he is acting like a brimming bully, making all the decisions as if I, my opinion doesn't count. For example, mm. you know, I'm giving you one, one issue, you know. So, um,
1: you said uh, at the beginning. You said you, you, so that so kind of in that sense, what what you did in that sense is compromise. You gave up things. Um, which meant that you got less experience, which meant like the re- relationship wasn't as rewarding for you. So you withdrew from the relationship ultimately.
3: Yeah. I mean, I, I actually only realized that once we, dis- once we got divorced, as it were, mm-hmm. um, or, or at least we were going through the process. And I, was, I went through a lot of self-reflection. Yeah, as as you do, you know, why, why did it happen, what went wrong, and you go through all the things, and then I started, as you quite rightly put it in the past, um, getting beyond the narrative and getting into the world, well, how, how did it make me, what, what is the real cause, how did it make me feel, what was the driving, what was the motivation? And as I, as I got into that, I kind of understood that it... Yeah, I mean, I, I did give up, and I, I had pulled away from the relationship. I just didn't realize it at the time. You know, I mean, she'd she complained, you know, about the bedroom, for example. Um, and for me, it's not that, I don't know, again, you know, I'm just being very open here, but for, for me, it was, I suppose it was very boring. I felt like a performer. You know, I, it was it was like in a circus. I I have to kind of get her going, get myself going, perform at the right time. You know, it, and for me, therefore, uh, the, those intimate moments were a chore. It was like a, it was almost like a negative effect for me because I was withdrawing, and the reason for that was because that emotional connection wasn't there, and that emotional connection wasn't there because I didn't feel valued or backed up the one person that's supposed to be looking after me uh, wasn't there for me. At least that's the way I felt. And the reason why I felt that was all these little things where, you know, I will do something and she isn't there to back me up. She isn't there to help me pick up the pieces. Instead she is kind of saying, well, I told you, so you did not do it. So you sort it out. Mm. It's your problem.
1: And so then the narrative becomes, she doesn't care. Um. Um. Like, why am I this?
3: Like, yeah, because because like I said, then then things like that, you know, it, it leads to other issues, and and then you know she will then say, oh, you know, you don't care because obviously for women as well, you know, um, intimacy is quite important as it is for men, um, and you know if you see it as a chore, if you see it as a then then you know you don't want to engage. It's not because I don't have. Uh, needs or intentions or wants or anything like that is because you know when, when I say I I am probably more touchy feely than she is in a way. I mean we used to joke the fact that I was more like a woman and she was more like a man. That you know when I say let's cuddle up, I mean exactly that. You know just cuddling and just being nice and you know sweet nothings, watch something together. And for her it will be like oh we cuddled up, let's go for the main course and. You know, and and for me it was like, hang on I mean, a minute. You know, I want to build up a relationship here. Mm. You know, I want to build something up. I don't want to just dive in. Um, and I suppose because for me that has hadn't been built up yet. I wasn't at that stage. I was still at the initial step. Mm. Um, so uh, I don't know. <laughs> that kind of disparity existed. I mean, I kind of understand myself better. Uh, mm. through this uh, experience but, and I'm kind of trying to figure out how she must have felt but, you know mm. obviously the communication that never happened
1: so you never had a discussion to go a little bit deeper about what what sex meant to, 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 to both of you to talk about like you said that um, you didn't get what you needed did you ever discuss that or
3: no not really um, so Partly because I wasn't even aware of this myself, to be honest. Um, I had subconsciously pulled away because of these things, but I'd never reflected to say, why am I feeling discontent or anything like that? You know, for me, it was like, well, you know, you you just have to, this is the way it is, and you just put up with it, and you get on with it. Um, Which obviously a wrong. attitude to have. Um, But... Then, obviously, after once she made up her mind, she wanted the divorce and all the rest of it. And we had the opportunity to to do so. But uh, it didn't happen, which is altogether another story, I suppose.
1: And looking back now, when you look at, um, you know, like, if you look at how Mark was, was it about respect and recognition, care and... um, I always forget that one, care and closeness. Or was it about um, power and control, do you think?
6: It's
0: about, it's about trust. I mean, I, I had a similar thing with my message basically, Yeah, in this little thing. And thank you, Errol, for being so honest as well, basically. Yeah,
1: but, yeah thank you. you
0: know, like, yeah. That's right. Getting on the tube, I live in London, getting on the tube has always been a bit of a difficulty for me. And basically I get on the tube and I get angry with people if they shove me out of the way. And like my message would always, she would always take at the, the side of the other person. She'd always stick up for them. And I used to say to her, like, why are you sticking up for them? You're supposed to be sticking up for me. And then like there were other times where she'd get annoyed and she'd really blow up on someone. And I'd be like, well, you're doing the same thing I did. Yeah. But you just, you just don't, See yeah, it, I suppose, but but I always felt that she never, my missus never backed. Me, basically, she always she was always looking for a way. It seemed to say that I wasn't doing what I should be doing. I suppose, but I, I felt that the trust wasn't there, and it's trust. Trust is the word I think. Basically, yeah? you want someone to back you, like it, your life partner is the person that should back. You. So, even if you're wrong, they should still stick up for you, I suppose, basically. Because <laughs> they, know, they know you're an idiot, but th- they should back you because, like, they always.
4: If they knew you were wrong in something, obviously, if it's always one way, then that that doesn't seem right. But if they genuinely knew you were wrong in something, isn't it good for your partner to. to sort of encourage you to grow in that aspect
0: yeah but if they're doing the same thing that you're doing and they're telling you off for doing what you're doing but they're doing the same and you're telling them you're doing the same thing that i'm doing then that don't work
4: yeah
3: no i understand that I, mean, I... Go, ahead. go ahead sorry i mean i i um Funny enough, I had similar issues, but the other way around. Um, So if we were, let's say in a car or something, I live in London as well. Um, But if, let's say um, something happened and I felt she was wrong, um, like Sasha says, I wouldn't back her up. I would say, well, actually they might be doing this or, you know, she will blame somebody on the road road rage or whatever, you know, half road rage. (laughs) Um, and I might say, well, actually, they might be in a hurry because they're going, and they're not paying attention to what's going on. It might not be intentional. It's not personal. Um, and she will, just straight away flare up and say, you're never on my side. And and it was, well, well, hang on a minute. How can you be sure that that guy intended to do this on purpose or whatever? Or it might be that they were just not, you know, they're a careless driver or something. But um, you can't always assume things. And she will see that as a negative event. But I think those things, perhaps, again, are what, um, what, as Rob says, are perhaps the narratives and not the real issue. Um, the real issue comes back to exactly what you said, is trust. Can I trust you to be there for me? Um, because yeah, if, well. if, if I'm to be there for you blindly, no matter what, that's not a healthy thing. It's just like Sasha says, it's not yeah. a healthy thing.
0: You should tell no, me. We you know, always... it, it's about washing your your laundry, your dirty laundry in public, isn't it? If they don't like what you do, then they stand by you, and then they tell you after the event, I thought you were wrong, but I backed you. That that should be the way
3: it is, I think. Oh, yes. I mean, if you are saying public humiliation, that's different. Um, if she stands in front of everybody and says, oh, you know, of course you are not. You, you are the wrong one, idiot. Of course you should get out of her way. Why are you standing there like a lemon? And in front of everybody, of course, that is going, that is humiliating you in front of everybody. And that's not a nice thing to do anyway, um, regardless. Um, there is a subtle way to do it. There is a place to do that. And in front of everybody, openly, is not the right place all the time. Um, I mean, the, 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 the example I'm giving you is just both of us in a car on our own, driving. And then we are having this argument because I didn't join her road rage to say, yeah, what an idiot, he, you know. And I'm saying, well, actually, you know, you need to slow down, or you're driving too fast as well. So you're not giving other drivers a chance. And she'll kind of go, "Well, you're never on my side anyway." So
0: driving, it's like, driving causes yeah. more arguments than anything, basically.
5: <laughs> but, but there's an issue of concern I find that um, comes into play in this, wherein you can think that the person is not showing enough concern about your well-being, um, which ties into trust. But um, there are times when you need somebody, you need to feel supported because of what's happening. And it's not just about b- between you two, it's, it's say you're in an environment where um, there are other people involved in, in a matter and you are standing your ground, but you need support. And the person is, your partner is retreating, shushing you, um, and really not being there to support you. In other words, you, so you feel very insecure, you feel very vulnerable, and their um, way of dealing with the matter is just to recede, just to come out of the whole thing. Okay. I take great umbrage. I, okay, I'll give you an example. Well, this might not even be a very good example, but nonetheless, I go into a group of people and um, I'm being introduced by my husband and these gentlemen come in, oh, that's the little wifey. No, that's the worst thing you could ever do to me. I am nobody's little wifey. And (laughs) I don't know this man. <laughs> and I said to him, by the way, I'm not a wifey. I have a name, and you got my name from my husband. I am and my friends call me Betty. I said, I'm Betty. Oh, so 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 what? What? And he's really not, and he's getting angry because how dare I um, you know, tell him not to call me wifey in, in front of his friends, you know, because He's some doctor somebody and he's important. And my husband just utter silence. He just stood there and he just looked at me and it was like, oh, you you have done it again (laughs) because I'm known for my sharp tongue, okay? But he knows that I hate that kind of thing. Do not do it. I don't do it to people. Do not do it because I find it very belittling.
4: So in the in these situations, though, is the best thing not to do is to afterwards, like Pete said, then to go and discuss it afterwards and say, oh, you know, I mean... this, this, not just in your situation, Sandra, but just in general, when, when sort of these social things happen, um, to go back and discuss it later and to be like, you know, um, this upset me or can we do it this way or could you say this next time or so that you kind of build like some social etiquettes on how to support each other and make each other feel secure in the future.
1: I, well, I think these are really, these are examples of, of the dragon that you need to slay. These are ways of operating that you need to understand um, at a deeper level and, and come to an agreement on.
5: Oh, but he knew that about me from... Okay, as I said, we've been married for 34 years, okay? From the beginning, uh, he knows that about me. I have always maintained that. So it's a discussion that we've had. We've had it several times. When um, When we got married first, it was this sort of thing. Oh, and I said, listen, do not in public or whatever. You can call me whatever name you want at home and all the rest of it. But please, I really hate... And I know people think that I am I'm very fussy and I'm miserable and all the rest of it. But I'm not anybody I'm not your sweetie, your sweetheart, your darling, your honey bunny, whatever in public. Don't do it. <laughs> He's died with laughter. But I don't care. I'm telling you, I'm confessing. Okay. So he knows his I said to him, do not do it. I don't like it. Call me by my name. If you want to call me darling honey at home, it's fine, or whatever. But do not dare. It's a it's a term, and you have to understand. I, in my work in life, I have had to be, and I come from a society where women are preyed on. Okay, in in, in and be honest, where girls are treated, women are treated in a pro- professional sense as dears and sweethearts and honey and what have you and that kind of thing. So it really. It irritates me and I feel I have to stand up for it. So I set my I set my stall out. I don't want any of those names because I am a professional and I have to be like that. You can't, I can't be like at that, that at work and then out in the public where I'm seeing the same people. You're doing So the under
4: the iceberg of that though, it's respect, isn't it? It's respect. Yeah.
5: Exactly. And just feelings.
0: You set boundaries and and like generally you think that with a with someone that (laughs) you're in a relationship that they understand your boundaries, but it's a working relationship. So sometimes you have to reset those boundaries. But and sometimes it causes problems and other times I suppose it causes more problems. And it, I
5: think it's resolved, and and that it's you, if you understand what I mean, it, it's set. It's it's been the norm. It's it's ongoing. It's an on. It's to me. I shouldn't have to worry about it.
0: No, all the time. you should trust. The they should know your boundaries. But if they don't know your boundaries, then you should tell them yes. So so your your question, Sasha, should you tell them yes afterwards? Like you back them because they all they your, your bow. But like afterwards, you tell them what 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 you didn't like about it, basically, yeah, in a sensitive way, obviously. But you have to you have to in in a relationship you have to constantly re re. I mean, Rob would tell you I'm sure that you have to constantly look at boundaries, and the boundaries move, basically, but you have to always set the boundaries of who because it's who you are, isn't it? So and who they are, And you're in a relationship, so.
1: It's also recognising what respect means to each person, what trust means to each person, because that, that's more refined levels. Um, but I just wanted to do, um, Debbie had something to say, I just wanted to bring Debbie in um, before we go on too far.
2: Oh, it's going back a bit, but I was just thinking um, when Pete was talking um about how um uh, his partner would do the same things that she criticized him for I think people do that a lot and it's like they're projecting onto you and it's easier to see um your weaknesses in other people and it's always like they they see them in you but they don't see them in themselves it's like when people lack um insight they they do that a lot basically I
6: think
4: at that point, though, it's probably best to say, you know, you know, but it depends. Like you say, Debbie, if both people have the insight, is to go, yeah, actually, we both do this, and let's both work on it together.
0: Yeah, yeah. It, that, that's yeah, why yeah. I should have done, but I didn't, and that's why I'm single. But yeah, thank. Sure, I missed well, that. You dude.
5: have a hierarchy of a hierarchy of things that uh, of of importance in other words some things we can't compromise on. We feel we can't compromise on. There's some that yeah, it's it's all it's it's important, but you can accommodate certain things and um and and vice versa. But I think that part the other, of it has the other, to do with you the individual actually understanding yourself first.
0: Yes. But the other person, the other person in the relationship doesn't understand who we are. And they don't understand, uh, in the early days, certainly, they don't understand our boundaries. And that's the thing, like, so, so we all have boundaries. And it's when you say to them, I have this boundary, that, and they cross that boundary, that's when it causes problems. And they might do it, like. They don't mean to do it, but they do it, and it's difficult for them not to. But they, it's what happens. And then you have to say, "Well, hang on a minute, you cross the boundary." Like Bugs Bunny, I always talk about Bugs Bunny. But Bugs Bunny, there's a classic Bugs Bunny cartoon where he says, "Don't come over this line," and the guy steps over the line, basically, yeah? and he's like, "Don't come over this line."
5: But sometimes you need to be able to articulate why that boundary is the way it is for the other person to understand. And that's where yeah. sometimes I find that I have a difficulty because I either get very short tempered or I, I think it's obvious or, you, you know, or something. But I think that for you to, 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 to state that it's a boundary that you need to be clear in your mind as to why it is a boundary for you, it's so important. And that if, yes. if, if you're asked, you you should be able to articulate that to the other person to ensure that they see what it is that's actually underpinning your reason.
0: No, I, I agree. And I, I, in my relationship, I wasn't very articulate at creating these boundaries. And I've learned more since the relationship ended than I ever knew when I was in the relationship. And I wish I had now the knowledge that I have now, I suppose. But sometimes when it's, it's only when it's, I don't know, when it's ended, that you have the knowledge to understand, I suppose. So.
1: Well, I, I think the key, um, so we're talking about slaying a dragon and that, it, it doesn't matter, you know, like someone can do something once, you know, like, like you talked about, you know, we've had three different examples And if they learn from that and you had this discussion and you, and, and you, you gradually even once, twice, three times, if you were making progress and it took that long for the, you know, to understand each other's ways of operating then, and you knew that the future that wasn't going to be repeated, but it, it, it's like we have these automatic ways of operating and and sometimes like, um, you know, like Pete and, and, and Errol said, and, and even Sandra's, is that we just, like, when we try and make any change, even for ourselves, you know, it's like the diet starts Monday, the um, we're going to do this habit next week, or we're going to start the gym. It's always hard. And so it's hard to to do it, to do something different. And when you're maybe not, you know, like, you're not understanding, like, for example, Sandra, in your instance, I can imagine that that was probably something, either he didn't know how to do it, or he was scared of doing it. But there's something, so it's a big thing to do. And in order to do any of these things, like... When you look at our problems, it's problems of like we have obesity, we have addiction, we have um, debt, we have um, you know like not wanting to speak up in public. The the problems are really problems of um, that are deeply entwined in who we are. And it's in our sense of identity. It's in our sense of I can't speak up. It's in our sense of I have to stand up for myself all of those things. So it's, a, it's a deep, deep problem. So it's not something that you're just going to say to someone, you know, like it, it is boundaries, but it's part of boundaries that you have to constantly, um, uphold them.
0: And, and, and constantly change them as well. Yeah. Because the other thing the relationship, is relationship that you have to change them based on what the other person, the input that you get as well. Basically. Yeah. And you have and, to understand whether that compromises you. And if it doesn't compromise you, then, then you can change. That's compromise. For me, that's compromise, basically. So for me, a relationship is a compromise. So so you meet another person that, that you didn't know until like 10 minutes ago, and then you compromise. Because who knows who the hell you're going to meet? But like you say, you've got to go. Sometimes you have got to go somewhere else. Because if something is deep to you, and, and it isn't so deep to them, You have to reset, you have to reassert those boundaries, but sometimes you have to change your boundaries in order to keep the relationship going. I think if you care more about the relationship,
1: okay. So, if you are to do that and to compromise, doesn't that in some way make your life less than
0: it was? I'm not so sure, no, because like. Like Sandra was talking earlier about ego, and ego is a thing which is the ego is the bit of you that's the bit that's unrefined. eh? Okay? it's like the it, it's like the it's like the the, the wild person in you basically. Yeah? And like all of us, before we meet someone who makes us, who chips the edges off, then you, you're just like this unrefined thing until you find someone else, I suppose. And then between the two of you, you make a new something. And the problem is getting locked. To me, the problem is that the two of you become an object, which then becomes the same object, really. So that that's when it causes problems, because you become the same thing. And then you start to lose your identity. And that, to me, is a difficult thing. So where the dragon is and that, I don't know.
1: Okay, so, so I come from a different position. So, so in terms of the ego, like in how Freud said, the, the id was like the child. I want, I want, I want. The yeah. ego is is the more developed. It's taken on a sense of identity. It's it's, it's interjected um, the like society's ideas and it's it's its way. So it's it's basically like like the projection of. Um, your your sense of self in the world,
0: but they're both quite wild, aren't they? Like even the ego is quite wild.
1: Basically. Wild in the sense of like it's selfish. It's
0: yeah, and the, and the id is the atavistic stuff basically. Yeah, so that's that's like the beast of you. That's the ultimate bit of you that that is what I am without any boundaries. The I, id I... is me with no boundaries. The ego is me with boundaries, which I'm given which basically I'm not necessarily sure that I like, but basically that's then the expansion of the ego that is the wider, is how I relate to everything.
1: Okay. So for you, compromise is civilizing the ego.
0: For me, compromise is just how you make an agreement, I suppose. It's this like, I don't know, I've only had one relate, proper relationship, so I'm, it's a bad thing for me to say. It's in a relationship, but yeah. like compromise is what you do to smooth the edges, to make things work, I think. But, <laughs> but I would never compromise myself. That's the I would never, ever say, I would never compromise with if I didn't agree with it. There's no way I'd compromise if, I, if it would compromise myself, is what I'm saying. So,
1: so in terms of compromise, are you saying something that makes you a better person, something that...
6: Yeah.
0: Well, agreement with other people, with other people in society is what makes society work. So, yeah, for me, compromise is what makes society better. Because it's how I, how I chip my edges off to, to make something better. Like, the, like the great, you know, the some of the parts is greater than the whole or whatever, basically, yeah, but... Well, the whole is greater than some of the parts.
1: But what, what about then when you take someone like Martin Luther King, who because you refuse to compromise, changed society, or Gandhi, or um, you know, like the Apple adverts, it's, it's the crazy ones who change the world because they refuse to be changed.
0: Yeah, but this, is, but this isn't a relationship with a, with a woman for me, basically. I, like my relationship with the world. Yeah, I don't compromise. There are are bits of me I don't compromise. But my relationship with a woman, or the woman that that I was in the relationship with, which I'm no longer in the relationship with after nine years, that really affected me. So that has affected the way that that I then have a relationship with the world. But I don't compromise with the world. I compromise with my lady, or my woman, basically, that I like. Basically, yeah. I apologies for the terminology, but I'm prepared to compromise for a relationship in a way that I'm not prepared to compromise with the world. Why? Because I want to make it. I don't know, because I'm to, i want to make it work, I suppose. And like a man and a woman, like man is from Mars, woman is from Venus. Like we're we're from different places, I think, and I I want to make it work but I don't want to compromise myself. But in a work relationship or any other relationship, I'm not prepared to compromise. I'm only only prepared to compromise in a relationship with a woman, basically. And that is only to make it work. Any other relationship, I still want to make it work, but I'm not going to compromise unless I get what I need. Yeah,
5: I know that. I know what you mean, please.
0: I'm I'm the same at work.
5: I'm not willing to compromise, but in my relationships, I'm I am willing to compromise because because there's love and because you want to make it work. Is it, is are it you about compromising give, give, about the same things? Are you compromising about the same things though? Um, because I would think that in an, in a work environment, you are compromising about a different set of. Um, Issues In in, 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 in a
0: work environment I've been compromising forever because I swear like the clappers and I can't swear in work so I'm already compromising basically yeah so it's just the way it's like work they pay me money and they tell me to do something and they have power over me and I have to do what they say
5: so do do you swear in front of your in front of your partner then
0: Yeah, of course. She swears worse (laughs) than me, my ex. (laughs) She swears more (laughs) more than me, man. Yeah, that's not a problem.
5: That's not a problem. Mother from
0: Canada. No way. But yeah, (laughs)
6: Um,
0: I had restrictions, but yeah, I'm not saying I didn't have any restrictions. But I that in that respect, I didn't have to compromise, basically, because she was well matched with me, basically. So. She swears worse.
5: (laughs) You got Caribbean words. (laughs) Yeah,
0: she is Caribbean. (laughs) So, yeah. But, yeah. All But you have to, in work, you have to compromise. You take, you take, they pay you, but clearly they own, they think they own you. You have to compromise. If you want to take their money, then you have to do what they do. You have to basically be who they think you are. Basically, or at least, but you can still do what you want to do while still saying, "Well, yeah, okay, I'm pretending to be who you think I am." Can I? Actually, think
5: that that's a compromise, though, because it's a contractual arrangement wherein you receive money for work done. What is compromise? I mean, there is a there is a reciprocal arrangement if you don't.
0: But I had to compromise (laughs) on behavior. Because I swear as well. I mean, swearing is this like one bit. <laughs> but that's one thing I had to compromise. Basically. So I had to compromise my language. And I had to compromise my free thinking. as well <laughs> Because I
3: didn't really get it. Man. Can, 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 I, can I just say that, um, I mean, I've been listening to this, but in terms of compromising, um, if, if you are, whether it's in a work or in a relationship, You should really not be compromising um, something that you feel is wrong or yourself. Mm -hmm. Um, You may compromise, okay, you want me to work three hours over time, but okay, if you pay me this much, I will do it. That's a compromise. And at home, you may very well compromise in terms of, you know what, I'll do the house cleaning this week and you do it next week or something like that. that's different to compromising, because if you start saying, well, I'll compromise whatever to make the relationship work, potentially you could end up like me in that you've compromised so much that you kind of pulled away. And only time I realized that was when I thought that we were going to potentially make up or at least try again, start all over again, because we were seeing a counselor and I, Thought I better make a list of things that I want changed in this new relationship. And she makes a list of things she wants changed. I mean, counselor didn't ask us. I just, my own way, I just thought of it that way. Um, And when I sat down and I wrote all the things that I felt were wrong is -hmm. when I realized how much I'd compromised and how much I put up with in my, I'm not saying that she is wrong and I'm right. All I'm saying is that from my point of view, how much I felt I put up with. There were lots of things that I wrote on there and I thought, oh my God, I've been putting up with all these things and no wonder I feel or I felt some disaffection uh, throughout time. So I think when we talk about compromising, we have to be very careful about what we're saying here. How, how, long, how long were you together with this woman, your, your wife, Errol? How... Well, by the time the divorce papers came through, we clocked up 24 years and wow. three kids. Well, I, I think,
0: think twenty-four really... years. Like it's time to maybe like, well, it's, it's like
3: get a new like, more... give it another guy. <laughs> yeah, but no. I, I mean, the that's
5: start. not me.
3: You see, that that's the thing. I mean, I. Sorry, sorry.
5: No, no. Go ahead. Go ahead. Finish.
3: All I'm saying is that that that's not me. I mean, I I got married, um, and my upbringing was, you know, you you get married and that's you know you you make it work. And yeah. you know everybody is going to be a compromise, as you say, uh, to some yeah. degree. For so the for the lucky few, there is almost nothing to compromise because they're such a perfect match, and you know that's great. Um, but what you do is you try and work at it. Uh, that's just it. So it wasn't a case of well, you know, we've been long enough. Let's now it change. Sounds, from being on from being on these calls for many weeks,
0: yeah, it sounds like sometimes it's this luck. I guess. And sometimes, you know, like, you, you've, you, I don't know, that person just isn't right for you. And she doesn't sound right for you. I, don't I think,
3: I think, I think uh, if I'm being totally honest, um, mature, lack of maturity of character for myself. Uh-huh. On no, you? No, no I'm, I'm talking about myself. Yeah, but, um, you're, but you're always thinking you're guilty. Yeah, so. I don't know. I'm not thinking I'm guilty. Um, I can see my faults. I can see her faults as well. I, I mean, if you ask me, yes, her, her character is actually less mature than mine. I mean, when, when, we, when we got together, like um, your, your partner, she was, um, she was a very inconfident person. Yeah. Um, and through time, um, she's actually, I tried to create the environment for her so, yeah. that, because, uh, so that she could find her own self-confidence. And over the years, she's actually got enough self-confidence to redo her GCSEs, and then do a degree. And now she's actually, funny enough, this year she finished her degree and she passed. Mm-hmm. But, and now I'm, she did all the work, right? So I'm not taking anything away from her, but I actively try to create the environment in which she could do it. So initially, it would be stupid things like um, I wouldn't answer the telephone in the house on purpose. So that she will pick it up because she'd be afraid of talking to somebody. What am I going to say? You know, well, just pick up the phone and talk to them. And I kept on pushing her out of her comfort zone because mm-hmm. she, if she didn't do that. She would never realize that actually she wasn't a stupid. She had this, and that's mainly her dad's fault because he scripted her that she was a, she was a stupid, but she wasn't. Mm-hmm. Um, so I kept on pushing her out of her comfort zone. And then when our daughter was born and I was very much like right. we go to, you know, teach her and take her through school and, you know, girls aren't just for making babies and food and there's more to life than that and all the rest of it. She kind of started thinking, maybe there is something else I can do. Maybe I can do this and I can do that. And one of the turning points for her was um, when we received one of these, you know, they put these leaflets and it was a free course, IT course. Um, and she wanted to go, but she wasn't sure whether she'll be good enough. So I said to her, As it happens, luckily, I've got a degree in IT, so why don't you go and do this silly little course because there's nothing they're going to teach you that I can explain to you. So you write down what you don't understand in class, you come and ask me. And she did. And um, at the end of it, she got distinction. Um, And then she was really happy. You know, it was like all of a sudden, it was a light bulb come on. Hey, I'm not stupid after all. You know, I can do these things. And so she then started getting more interested in studying and so on and so forth. So when she started doing her GCSEs and, you know, she's a mom, uh, we got three kids and she's trying to do a bit of part time in the school and, you know, just to get herself back into work mode type thing. Uh, So I said, all right, I'll do the weekend cooking. So on every Friday, I come back from work uh, or Saturday morning, I get up early. I go and do all the food shopping. I come back. I do all the cooking on the Saturday, Sunday, wash all the dishes. Um, and try and overcook on a Sunday so that there is nothing to be cooked. Hopefully on a Monday, Tuesday, maybe even the Wednesday, you know, so that she's got time to study and you know because she's trying to do her GCSEs and, I, and then of course her uh, NVQs up to degree level. So you you create that. But what I'm saying is that maturity of character comes in understanding the other person, but also understanding your own weaknesses. So I'm not saying that uh, uh, all all the fault in the marriage was mine. Um, I mean, you can go through those feelings and it's normal. And I certainly went through that initially, but I think when you start looking at it, you realize your own self-worth, you realize your own contribution uh, to the relationship. But does um, she
0: but does she credit you with, with, with all those things? Where she is now, does she credit you with, with what you all those sacrifices you made? Does she credit you with that?
3: Well right now, you mean yeah. today. Um, yeah.
0: Does she appreciate what you did?
3: To some degree, yes.
0: But that see that's where I'm coming from because I think I I did a lot for my missus as well, basically. Yeah. To get yes, the guy around the bear in the and stuff basically. Yeah, I think it yeah. helps her. I don't think I don't think she does credit me.
3: But because no, I, I do them, I do it certainly. Well you see this is this is where the conversation that isn't about luck. <clears throat> you were talking about um, you know, people yeah. get lucky and it's not about luck. Yeah. It's about having that maturity of character to realise I mean if I was as mature in character now because over the past year or so, you know, I I went through a lot of self-appraisal and so on and so forth. If I was as mature as this when I first got married, I might have said, you know what, Uh, this lady has got a number of issues and maybe I'm not good enough to deal with all this. And maybe, you know, I wouldn't even go into a relationship with her perhaps even. Um, And I might have gone for someone else. Uh, But at the beginning, I, I, I did see some of her issues but I was, I guess, naive or cocky, and I felt, you know, you know, I, I can deal with this. I can get along with anybody, um, yeah. and I can help her develop. And yeah. <laughs> that's that fine, but you, know.
0: Like, you developed there, and then she buggered
6: off, basically. <laughs>
3: well, I mean, I, 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 yeah, it, it it sounds that way, but I mean, I have to say, it's not it's not as black and white as that, um, and, and and you know, she's 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 not a she's not a. All, after all her faults, I wouldn't sit here and say she's a bad person. You know, she, she didn't get out of bed and say, what can I do to make Earl's life hell? Um, I wouldn't say that about my missus either, basically. But
0: I, I want to get back with my missus. I, don't, I know she wants it, basically, yeah. But, you know, I've invested a lot of time in that. And so, I think she knows uh, I that think,
3: I know that. But... Yeah, so I think just to just underline it, Compromise is fine, but you have to kind of be, uh, I suppose in a way, and maturity is not a binary thing. It's just a continuum. Um, Mm -hmm. The more mature you are, the more able you are to understand how far you can compromise and whether you are comfortable doing it or not. Um, So you have to be careful what you are compromising and whether you can live with it for the rest of your life. Are you just putting up with it? Or you're doing it with actual internal belief that actually this is fine. This is good. I'm I'm comfortable with where it is. It isn't painful for me to compromise.
5: Aren't Aren't you chasing a bit of a moving target though, in a sense? Because as we... Uh, move forward in a relationship we are evolving and we are evolving at different um, speeds we are different parts of us um, are evolving different things become less important other things become more important Um, take for example those relationships that fall apart because one partner becomes ultra-religious and the other one can't quite get it yes and um, is adamant that, you know, it's not going, it's not for them. Um, And so there is in that whole compromise discussion, what you start out with when you're just a couple, uh, those are the knowns at that point. But as you get deeper into the relationship and other elements start to come in, you know, for example, when we're discussing um, babies, Coming into the equation, or purchasing a home, or moving somewhere different to start a new, you know, migrating somewhere, or what have you. Um, even decisions uh, made around job choices to work or not to work, for one partner, those kinds of things. But uh, when you get beyond that, um, some of those there's still uh, uh, another set of issues that. Come in, so you may have resolved some of those major ones, but now and you think you're comfortable, and then you realize, oh, here comes another oh. set of a new set of.
4: Oh, yeah, but it's, it's <laughs> not. I think not I think a relationship sorry it's like it's like cleaning though like cleaning's constant it's never you're never gonna you know one day that you've done enough cleaning and that's it for the rest of the life it's a it's something you have to maintain every single day and I think you know some people use the analogy of um, a relationship being like a garden you have to keep weeding it every day or it's just going to turn to ruin if you don't keep tending to the garden every day it doesn't become a point in the relationship where you've got to a point where, oh, we've done enough tending to the garden. Now we can sit back and everything's going to be rosy. It just doesn't work like
6: that. Mm.
5: Right, true. In, in an ideal world, I would say I would agree with you, but I have seen um, instances of complacency and not necessarily on the part of both parties, mm. but one is one becomes more complacent than the other. And so one ends up doing a lot of work to overcome. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not saying that's a
4: fix-all. No, way, no, I know. I'm, the, I'm just. That's
5: I'm the the just. I'm just opening up, up and, and, and just opening up um, what I've hmm. seen. Right, I'm. A, I, I agree with you, but I'm just saying that there are instances where I've seen where one party just. It's not equal commitment. Yeah, exactly. Mm. One party is still vested in the relationship, is making the effort, and another one is, um, has become quite, I wouldn't say disinterested, but is just coasting along. Mm.
3: Yeah, ghost. Yeah, I think I was the ghost. But then, yeah, I mean, you're right in that, um, it's quite easy to settle into some form of a routine and then take the other person's contribution for granted. Um, I suppose, what um, then communication ought to kick in <laughs> in hopefully, but I guess more often than not it doesn't in terms of, you know, if you feel unappreciated or what you are putting in isn't uh, being taken seriously, then uh, you know, can you have that what I would call meaningful conversation to say, actually I feel undervalued here. What I'm doing isn't You know, it doesn't seem to amount to anything. Um, I mean, uh, it's certainly true, I guess, in my relationship in that I remember us having arguments that I felt were really stupid uh, because we're almost comparing what she is doing and what I'm doing and who is doing is more important. It's like um, she would say to me sometimes, all you do is you work. You know, I have Mm. to look after the kids' diaries. I have to do the washing. I have to, I don't know, cook a meal. And I'm thinking, well, actually, I do all the cooking and shopping, all the stuff at the weekends. And yes, you do most of the uh, cleaning around the house. Uh, But then I do the work. But the work I do isn't just I do the work. You know, that happens to I have to get up at six in the morning. And I get back home about eight, nine in the evening sometimes. And sometimes I don't get back home because I have to be in a shut up in a hotel for three days um working constantly so and then I come back and because it's my own business um, at the weekends i'm doing all the paperwork you know I go do my own invoicing, I go to my own sales, I go do my own bookkeeping um, so i've got all that overheads to do as well, and on top of it, I'm still going out shopping and cooking and all the rest of it, and getting involved with kids and all the rest um. And it's not to say that what I did was more than what she did, but it's just that in her eyes, I just did my work. And if I was to ask her, well, what is that work? She wouldn't be able to explain it. So Um, I don't know what it is, but you just do one thing. I do millions of things. You know, the fact that I did the ironing and I did the washing, there are two jobs that I've done. You've just done one job, your work. And to me, that was a stupid argument. Sorry? There's
4: two Sorry, there's two things that I want to bring in that I thought would be like a big solution to a lot of the problems from reading about relationships and marriage and stuff is that um, I think it's it's good to always gauge that connection, like the magnetic sort of if you imagine they're a magnet and you're a magnet, you're retracting or repelling. I think I've mentioned this before, and I think that's the easiest way. If you can feel that there's no connection and that there's, there's um, it's like, how do we mend that? How do we make the, the magnets come back together and not keep retracting each other? That was one thing that I think is a good gauge of always being aware of this magnet magnitude between you both Um, and the second thing is that like date for life always make time to have date night once a week where you know the kids are taken care of where you've got that time to connect Um, and I think that brings about a lot of connection and and problem solving just through naturally sort of having that (laughs) relationship maintenance there.
3: Yeah yeah. perhaps that um, we didn't take the time out Uh, to certainly uh, have time for, just for ourselves. Mm. Um, uh, Obviously, we just plot the long life. And as you quite rightly say, I mean, the the conversation is, again, as Rob will say, was the narrative, you know, who does more work is a nonsense conversation. There is something more deeper and fundamental there in terms of perhaps I'm feeling unappreciated is what she is trying to say. Well, well, that's
4: where I uh-huh. think if you had the sort of dates nice. for life, it creates that connection enough for you to be able to open up to these things in other parts of the, the life. The,
1: the, yeah. health, the health of the relationship is the level of connection, the, the bond that you have. And these kind of arguments are a sign that the connection is missing. Um, so I just, I just want to throw in a few ideas that um in listening about the key to a relationship that works is can you be yourself can they be themselves and the relationship enhances your life so the level of when you're talking about compromising if it makes you less if it makes your life less happy if it makes you less then that's a sign that the relationship isn't going to work because what you're looking for, the, the whole process of slaying the dragon is finding someone that you can slay this dragon, that you can both be yourself and the relationship works. That's the sign that it, it's the right person. So it was also talk about um, like you, you will compromise in work because of the currency. Because in exchange for the money, it, um, it means that you're willing to change. But I think it's important to recognize that love is a currency as well. We don't think of it because we see economic money as a currency. Time is a currency. Love is a currency. And the reason that we get into relationships is to love and feel loved. And so that w- is being conscious that there is a contract. It might not be like written up like an employment contract, but there's a contract. I'm in this relationship because of, I want to share my life with you because of whatever I want to get. And the more conscious you are about the contract that you have, the easier it is to understand and to, and to to have the relationship that works. So one other thing that I want to just put in to, um, into the conversation is that in terms of compromise, like, um, I think mean, Harville Hendricks, their whole idea of relationship is that you grow as a person. You like you heal your childhood wounds and you heal as a person from the differences that you have. And when, when it's about like, who's doing this? Like, it's easy. We all love to lie on a beach and have money and, and never do anything. But it actually wouldn't make us happy. It's actually who we become in the challenge of life that brings us like lasting lifelong happiness and meaning. And in the same way, and in the relationship, like we would, it would be ideal that someone else would do everything, but we really need to be the better person. And so when we challenge ourselves that we refuse to accept substandard behavior, we make them a better person. So I, I don't know if that makes sense, but I'm hoping that can expand the conversation.
3: Yeah, okay. I think I understand what you're saying. Um, in that, I mean, obviously we didn't do that, but what you're saying, I guess, is that uh, if you are, well, the weaknesses of the other person in some ways, you don't have to overcompensate in that, uh, that you feel you lost something. So you know, a bit like um, I suppose when I was uh, when when I took charge of situation, and then she felt that I was perhaps controlling. Um, So I I guess what you're saying is that you click in such a way that you can. What you do is more or less automatically appreciate. I mean, I say automatic. I mean, how automatic? But it's appreciated. Uh, by the other person. So your weaknesses and and they can help you see your weaknesses in such a way that it ends up being a positive outcome because you're almost like, oh, thank you for showing that actually. Yeah, I need to correct that. And then they can help you with that side of things. Yeah. I I, I don't know. Maybe I totally misunderstood it.
1: No, no. no, um, So for example, um, when you were talking about you know, with your wife that she was scared to to answer the phone or that. If you say, okay, why don't you want to answer the phone? You know, because, okay. What's hold that's holding you back that I want you to be, to be better so that you're happier. Not because I want you to answer the phone, not because I want you to do this work or because I want you to do this. I, I'm looking and I see that that's something that's holding you back. That's something my job is to support you my job is to be there my job is to challenge you to be a better person not for me but for you and this is like is this making like is hiding making you is feeling anxious making you feel happier or or less of a person um and so if you if you can support them you know like um you know if someone isn't supporting you like Okay. What, what's up? Because, you know, to, to use Sandra's example, if someone isn't, the partner isn't supporting, right. He's got to go home. And if, if Sandra said nothing, he's got to feel like, you know, like I let her down. I wasn't man enough there and he's going to feel that. And, and all of us feel we all feel at times we're not good enough. We all feel that we're underperforming not as good as anyone else. And it's our fears. It's our um, inhibitions, all those things that hold us back from what we really want to do. And so if we are like, if we compromise, we say, okay, that's okay. You'd be less of a person because I'm, I'm willing to accept this because I, I just want an easy life. And it's a difference between an easy life and a really satisfying relationship and so it's 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 about getting to the root of why isn't it happening is it happening is it not happening from a fear from a weakness from a laziness or is it happening from a, a fundamental different belief and maybe you, you, like your view of what's going to because we all have views of what's going to make someone else happy like it's one of the reasons why people can't often talk to their family because they all have a view of what they should be doing. But is it, you have to get to, is it really in their best interest or is it in what you think is in their best interests? See you, Pete. Does that make sense? So... do, does everyone agree with the idea that love is a currency or does that seem so alien?
2: No, I, I agree because I think it's really important to see your like time and your attention and your emotional energy is valuable and it's something that it's like a resource that you could put somewhere else. And mm. so you're investing that in, in somebody and you, you could be investing that in your own goals and dreams or in another relationship. So no, I do agree with that. But
3: but by by this uh, love is a currency uh, do we mean a bit like making deposits into your emotional bank account, so to speak?
1: Yeah, I mean, basically we're, we're used to seeing money as a currency. But what we haven't understood is money is a currency because we don't um, money exists because of a lack of trust, um, and so it's a shared measure um, so that we can um, we can know what what the value of something is, and. The So a currency is is something that we want and something that we will invest time We will swap another currency. So we might use money, we might use time, we might use uh, attention, energy, all of these things are, we swap one currency for another. And um, so uh, I've forgotten the, the, sorry, the the, the specific uh, words that you were using
3: me yeah oh, um, uh, i was using making deposits into emotional bank account
1: yeah so money like the the, the, the we, we want to be rich be wealthy to have enough money to take care of what we need to do we want enough love as humans we can't operate fully without enough love because if we don't have someone um it's like paul said in the chat is it, it, is about um the support what we're looking for in a relationship we're looking for someone that trusts us believes in us supports us so that we can go out in the world and do everything else that we want to do if we don't have that if we don't have that from a family we don't have it from a partner we don't have it from friends we feel isolated we're constantly doubting ourselves feeling anxious we feel lacking we're not going to be able to do anything else so in that sense yeah um love is you know like when we have that like, basically, trust is trusting that we're going to get that love from that other person, that that other person is going to work with us to get that resource. I
0: don't, I don't really like the idea that money is – love is a currency, because to me, love is always something that's a bit more beyond the athlete. So it, it's something that transcends all other things. But I have heard it said that like when you're in a relationship, that it is like a bank account so you have to put in you have to put love in and then you can withdraw love and basically it's always good to be in like credit i suppose rather than yeah and that's <laughs> when, <laughs> when relationships break yeah. down is generally when you're overdrawn basically yeah that's when it goes down yeah it is a
5: reward system though it's a reward you put in you get out what you put in in a sense so it, it doesn't yeah. matter whether you describe it as currency and currency not meaning meaning money, but currency meaning the reward that you get. Yeah. In currency, yeah.
0: currency is just a method of, of talking yeah. about the way that, that, it's just a measure. That, that exactly. Can, yeah.
1: yeah. I, I, I think what you need to look at there is, is the idea of the beliefs that you have about money because of money is seen as transactional money is seen as, as this, that, then means that you don't want to look at love in the same way but time is a currency but we um
0: and it's but time is a universal currency which none of us can deal with because time continues whether any of us care about it or not basically yeah currency currency is 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 a way that we're we're measured against other people basically so who has more money is a way that we all measured against each other Basically, Whereas time is a measure that none of us actually have a, any control over.
1: Okay. So, so money, we have a measure that has a value. It has a, a standardized, it is over. We can touch it. We can pick it up. We know exactly system, what it
0: is. It's a system of trade. So it, it's just become something which is a system of trade. So, but it does also create status. Basically. Yes, but
1: so, so does love. So does time in a sense. But what's happened is we, we're in a capitalist society. And so but it's, everything has become love. a gap.
0: But love is not a capitalist thing, is it? Is no,
1: it? no, but it's, it's the currency. We need money. Like we don't need money, but we need the, the, the uh, survival. We
0: need resources. Yeah,
6: love, so
0: love. I, I mean, I, don't know I, 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 I mean like to be, not to bang the religious drum, but at the end of the day, like I was born a Christian, and basically, or I was brought up a Christian, and like love, you know, for Christians, love is everywhere. Basically. Yeah, so if if you choose to look for it, it is there. And like, what you do is you give love all the time, and that's the way you deal with it. So that, that ain't no currency, basically.
1: But um, in the, in the same way, we, we, there's time. So it, it's money is so much more refined because there's so much more attention on it. Because it's become physical and concrete. But what I'm talking about. Care
0: about sorry? Because people care about
1: it. Yeah, but pe- people care about love. But it's just that we, we, the narrative that we have about love is that you, ca- you can't exchange it for money. Uh, and, is, and when you said it transcends, if you yeah. take money as the currency, it's not about all the things that we associate with money, but it's about...
0: a unit of survival i know what you're saying but but i think it i think it cheapens love to talk about it like money i think basically like i have to say that that's one of my Uh, values yeah so like love love to me transcends and i know like it might be hollywood or whatever basically yeah but love can take you out of who you are you can be like a no one and like if you find love it can make you very happy basically yeah so
1: Okay, so just to challenge that, um, what does that mean A no one? Because aren't we all someone?
0: Well, not in terms of money, in terms of currency, no. In but terms th- of money, in terms of currency, in terms of capitalism, then not all of us are born equal, basically. Yeah. But all of us can equally find love, and love can totally transcend, basically. Yeah. Like an, an elect- someone who goes to fix the air conditioning in somewhere like uh, Hampstead can, can quite happily find himself in love with a with a duchess, basically, uh, which can seriously, like, com- like complete. Wow, well, what's the word? Improve his situation. I think
6: okay, what so- Pete
4: say- I think what Pete's saying is that he agrees with the metaphor. He just feels like it's a cheap metaphor for love. Like, it's not a perfect metaphor because love's more valuable than money. But he hears the metaphor of money hmm. as love.
6: The, I,
1: the bit,
0: the, I agree with the bat, yes.
1: The, the bit I want to get to is that um, when you're looking, like, as an individual, we all need certain things to survive. So we need resources of survival. which we, level
0: resource. Are you saying love is a reason? Like yeah. serious. Wow.
4: Okay. Yeah, well, I sort of see it as like if we're all plants, we all need, you know, the right environment, the right soil, the right water, the right sunshine to flourish. And love's one of them ingredients to that we need for survival to be able to
1: flourish properly. Hmm.
4: Yeah, love yeah, is think... like
1: the sunlight.
2: Yeah, just uh-huh. um, because we're social animals, aren't we? So I think um, I I was reading that, like, if you're like, if people are lonely, then um, it can actually knock years off off your life because we do need to be with people in order to survive.
1: Yeah. So as an individual, in order to thrive, we need to we need like physical resources. So like shelter, food. We need love. Um, We need. We need stimulation we need all these kind of resources and it's recognizing that's what motivates us to get into a relationship
6: so <laughs> So
1: that's a conversation, killer.
6: <laughs> <laughs> I can't like, I, I I
4: hear what you're saying. I just don't know. <laughs> I, I, just don't know. <laughs> I just haven't personally recognised it as the the drive to be in a relationship. Okay. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like I hear, so- I've, I've never recognised that before, so...
2: But that okay. means if somebody is in a, in a very big family that is very loving, everybody loves each other, um, if
5: somebody's living with their parents and they love the child, the child loves them, they don't need to be in a relationship if, that, if love is what they're searching only in,
2: if love is the only thing they're searching in a relationship or what different, drives different them to go
6: into
5: a relationship. There are different forms of love.
4: A healthy relationship. a healthy relationship is what causes us to flourish further, though, isn't it? Because it's a different, it's, a, it's another level of intimacy that you wouldn't.
1: Yeah, so, so I, like, I like your metaphor of the, of the plant, Sasha. So for me, like the, the fundamental force um, for all of life is, is the sun like we get the sunlight, the the plant can't grow without the water and without the, um, oxygen, it's oxygen, carbon dioxide. Um, and, and, um, so yeah, yeah. Humans are like that with love. Um, and it's, it's not like we get some love and that's enough. It's, um, we're always going we're, we're to want more. And like Sandra says, there's different types. So, so what love does for us is it lets us feel um, more connected. It lets us feel part of something bigger. And in, um, so when I'm talking about currency, like people change w- what they do to get money because they need to do that to survive. People change who they are for love because they want to feel that love. So when you get love, when you get love, um, it it changes. Like how, how well we feel is about how safe we feel, how loved we feel, and how like, purposeful, meaningful that we feel our life is. And so love is, is like fundamental to all of that.
0: Yeah, but definitely outside capitalism. Sorry? (laughs) Definitely outside capitalism.
1: Yeah, but, but the problem, the problem with money is that capitalism has said money is above all others. So what it said is like sell out your soul, do this. And, and all of our society is based on your state. You know, like when you talk about status is about money. Well, okay. why? That's because we valued because for the good of society, it's about being rich. It's about
0: s- securing survival. But it's because people believe that I think basically. Yeah. It has yeah. because and, that, and, that, and, and love, love, but that's the thing with love. Love has the ability to transcend that. Which is one of the beauties of it, basically yeah, so it doesn't matter who you are or where you come if you find love, then, like you say, goodbye Debbie. it will all right sorry go
1: okay, so okay, um
0: where's the dragon <laughs> all
1: right if if we were to go back right um so thousands of years ago, right? Society and those who shaped society
0: People decided
1: that. that money was like the value that they pushed. And that is because money is for the common good, love um, and other resources are for the individual good. So society has always seen itself as securing survival and the individual needs. By Simon, the individual needs are down to you. And so there hasn't been an infrastructure, there hasn't been a societal valuation of that. And so this is where the fairy tale comes from is that the idea of love is it just happens. Yeah. So it's been romanticized because nobody ever wanted to deal with it. So if you imagine, right, Pete, if you imagine. thousands of years ago that people had valued love over money or or survival would society be different?
0: Well I think like people weren't able to care about love like even a hundred years ago because they didn't have the money to care about love I suppose so it, it is a what's the word? I, uh, you know the word I meant. Okay. Uh, no, I can't remember the word.
5: I don't know. I think you're talk- well, I think you, you need to separate um, basic human emotion and need versus um, economic um, development, economic need for survival which is earning money and spending money and there is a feeling of satisfaction you get or pleasure that you get from acquiring money and spending it but it's not equivalent to love um and i think what you get from a, I, I suppose pete is talking about what the the value that you achieve or you place on a relationship that works because of the rewards that you get from ha- being in such a re- in such a relationship, um, there is no monetary v- value that you can put on that. But nonetheless, I would think that as long as we have had human relationships, even though in the past, you know, several centuries ago, life was brutal. I think there was there was still love. Yeah. Sure. people still loved people still had relationships people still enjoyed life short and brutish though it may have been and i think that has transcended uh, it has come down through the ages um okay. as, as, we, as 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 civilization has has developed what we have is an artificial um, description of what love is I think that has become the norm that we grow up in and believe and then when we don't meet those expectations in our real lives we feel disappointed because the fairy tale doesn't exist the mills and boons doesn't exist yeah the yeah Knight coming in on his charger and sweeping you off your feet and yeah, but then that doesn't tell you that tomorrow morning you're going to have to get up and make breakfast.
0: <laughs> but, yeah, it is still there, man. Even though Hollywood movies are shy, basically, yeah, you can still have that experience. And that is the experience of love for anyone. Basically. But it's not
5: sustained. You, you can't live in that state of euphoria all your life. Other things come into yeah. play. Especially if you start to have children and you know the whatever all the other things that you get caught up in, you are interested in your career and so you're dividing your time. So, that state of euphoria where your adrenaline is pumping through your veins and it's just lost all the time and so forth that can't last.
0: <laughs> I'm way past children, man. So, <laughs> like, you know what I mean? I have no children. <laughs> I, I still believe in fairy tales, basically. And I will not have anyone tell me. <laughs> I want a fairy tale. So,
1: so yeah, I'm not saying that you take money um, in exchange yeah, for love, but
0: um, it, you, are, you are right in what you say. It is a balance, and what you put in, what you put in, you get out, basically. And you have to put with with love. You have what you have to put more in. I think, basically, yeah, to get the best experience, I think, yeah. and like that's the way it should be. You have you have to want to put in, because you can't take out unless you keep putting in. Sorry, I will go.
1: Actually, love is what what we love is what we give. And if you look at who, who do we have the most love for, is our children. Our children, our parents.
0: It's I have a children. But, but I'm sure yeah, I've you know that, children that, and I know like Uncondi- that unconditional love, yes,
6: yeah,
1: and it's because of what we've given, what we've invested.
0: But and I believe so, in unconditional love because of my religious beliefs, anyway, basically. Yeah, so and that's why I think yeah, that's why I've come across it, basically, as well, because I believe in unconditional love.
1: So, sure. okay, so when, when you believe in unconditional love. That yes. means that you're going to accept whatever the other person does. Yes. So you're going to love the unlovable.
0: It, well, I, I made my choice. And I've made my choice, That's the thing, I suppose. I want to hear from Errol as well. From yeah, there,
3: I think there are two levels here, right? um, uh, two different aspects of it. I think. Um, so one is the mechanical side, if I can call it that in that um, you make, as I called it, the deposit. So uh, through actions, uh, whether it's respect, consideration, um, you are making continual deposits into the other person's emotional bank account. Bit like maintaining the garden, like Sasha said. Um, Mm -hmm. So that person then feels valued, cherished, all the rest of it, whether you're bringing home some flowers spontaneously, whether you're taking her out for a meal because it just because it's Friday, or you remembered her birthday and you did something really great and extravagant, or you got the book that she was really looking for. Well, you know, little things and big things. And these are all what I will call mechanical things. That kind of creates that bond. There is also this other bit that I think what Pete is trying to get to is that that person, for unexplained reason, just makes you happy because they're there. Yeah. yeah. They're not doing anything, but you feel happy because they're there. It, it, it may be the way they look at you, it may be the, whether their body smells or whatever it is. And I don't mean B.O., by the way, I mean, you know, like. Anything. The, there is some magic there that you can't explain. Yeah. And I know I'm now starting to sound like some of the movies I watch. But, um, and I say this because I, I have a friend who I think she will be a lifelong friend. I think I mentioned about her before just friends, nothing, nothing more. there's no, no romance between us or anything. And she loves her husband, even though he's the most undeserving man. she's still and he is, and she accepts that. She loves him unconditionally. Yeah. And, 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 I, I said, and I was really intrigued by this, and I said to her, "What is it about him that you love?" And she can't really explain. It's just that when he's there, she's happy. Yeah, despite everything that he has done and not done, when he's there, she's happy, and I think that is the love that Pete is talking about. Yes, yeah, man. So, there are two aspects to, of this. Um, so the, the, the lucky people, I will say, will have that kind of love, but on both sides towards each other, and then that added with the mechanical bits. Wow, you know, I mean. I'm it's the
0: mechanical you, bits that cause the problems. <laughs> so I well, sure. I,
3: Yeah, I know, but you can still have a very healthy, long-lasting, and fulfilling relationship, I believe, if you do all yeah. the other things right. Anyway, yes. because the you know the other person then feels that you value them above other things, and you know they feel cherished. They, and ha- they, have, they have to, to still. They
0: have to still fancy. It.
3: That's the thing. Well, of course. So, uh, they there's do. an emotional they, element there uh, yeah, as well. Yeah, Of course, I'm, I'm assuming that that side is over and done with because it, the depth it takes, you know, literally seconds. You know, you look at somebody, you like them, you don't like them. But to really have a fundamental or a stable relationship, you've got to get to know the person. Uh, my, it's going to go beyond the physical aspect. So you can't just my, say. My ex loved me, I think, basically, yeah, folks. So, and like it was
0: it was proper like what's the word like like lightning basically yeah it was love at first sight basically yeah and she still <laughs> my ex still loves me I think basically yeah and but like the mechanical got in the way and it was a long distance relationship and it caused problems and you're right there is bits and and like I like the, I like the fact that Slay and the Drag, there's a problem Clearly, that I have to solve, and she has to solve, and it's not all on me. And I wouldn't want to compromise myself like that. But sometimes instinct this takes over. That's the way it's. I think, basically. I don't know. I'm sorry. Yeah. Instinct. Sorry.
5: Question: How do you sure. recognize when you have successfully slid the dragon?
0: If that's
1: a place Rob, well, it's, it is a constant thing, um, but it, it, you know, like Sasha is the, the uh, metaphor of of cleaning. So, in the beginning, it's about recognizing: can you resolve differences? Can you work to understand each other? Can you self disclose? Can you understand, like, see the different? levels um and like connect so it's never fully done because you are changing you know through like, through the relationship you're going to change through other life experiences you're going to change but the key um, and and one of you know in in terms of currency it's about if you have enough money you feel safe if you have enough connection, you feel loved, yes. and so it's about recognizing if you don't feel loved. It's recognizing the connection's gone, the connection's gone because there's some dragon between you. Uh, so, the how like how do you have you slayed it? Can you work together? Can you operate together without and still, and feel loved. So, you know, like Errol, when you talked about the two things I t- I talk about there'd been two, two models. So most people play relationships like a lottery. It's like they pick one they're, they're attracted to. And initially there's the last, the excitement. They say, this is my winning ticket. This is my one. And maybe it will work out. Some people it does. Maybe it won't. And so the, the, what I'm talking about in terms of slaying a dragon, the currency and all of these things are that the different game is understanding it's like snakes and ladders. There's certain things that will take you up the board. There's certain things that are going to take you down. And snakes and ladders came out of a um, an ancient Indian game, uh, Moksha Moksha something. Um, And it's basically the things that take you up the ladder are virtues. The things that take you down the snake are um, like sins or or vices. Um, And so it's recognizing how to play the game. And so when you've gone through enough, so initially you meet someone, the first three, six months is about lust. Is about the excitement of being with them. It's about who you think they are because you don't know them enough yet. The long relationship is about understanding the different layers. I think, was it um, Errol or, or Sandra talked about the different layers of the person? The longer you're in the relationship, the more, the deeper the level. But what happens if you've successfully worked through these problems, if you've managed to stay connected in spite of all these things, the level of trust, the bond, the respect is so much deeper. Because that is deeper, it takes a lot more to break a relationship. If you've never worked through that, if you're still working on the stuff that's above the iceberg, what it means is the level of trust, the respect is is quite fragile. And so what happens is that the, um, less, less needs to happen for you to feel disconnected when you feel disconnected, then there's still this friction and you argue about, you know, like the silly things that who's doing what, how, how are we doing it? It's because there's a lack of connection. So slaying the dragon is having respect, having trust, um, feeling connected, feeling supported. And that means you get more of the currency of love so you feel more full, so the relationship is more rewarding. You want to stay in the relationship because you're getting everything that you need. Does that make sense?
0: In theory, yes. But I want to slay my dragon, even though I'm an ex, basically, yeah. I feel I have to slay my dragon, basically.
3: then that know. comes back to communication again, though, doesn't
0: it? Yes. Yeah. It's, it's It's always it's, about communication. It's
1: yeah. It, it's communication is 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 the the bond of like how because you know you want to use lan- an analogy of using different languages, and communication is the way that you understand. Okay, that word means something different for you. So, like Pete and I have a very different view because we have a different understanding of the word currency. Yeah. And
6: I'm no capitalist.
1: And and when you refine and you understand well, what what you like? How do we learn a word? We learn a word because someone says it in a context, and they say it, and so we go, "Ah, oh, that means that." And we now we use the same. We are quite limited. There's a few hundred thousand words, or however many thousand words, but we're quite limited in the way a word doesn't doesn't describe an emotion. It doesn't describe a feeling. And so we say I'm agitated, but yet we have different thresholds. And so agitated for someone means something completely different because we learn the words in different contexts. We had different up- upbringing. So love means something different to different people.
0: Love you know? means something different to everyone. Basically.
1: Yeah, exactly. Because you learn it in learn it in a certain context, yeah. and so it's understand. It's going beyond words. And when you have a level of, when you've done this enough times, we've had that communication. That's there's... why it's
0: not a commodity. No, no, That's... I never said a commodity. I said a currency. Yeah, but no, but a, a currency is a commodity. That's why no, I love no. is That's a That's... commodity.
1: <laughs> a commodity is something that you can buy off the shelf. You can buy
0: and sell, bought and sold, yeah.
1: Yeah, no. Love isn't a commodity. Love is a currency. Love is something that you get. You do something to get. Not okay. No, that that is a capitalist idea of currency. But a currency yeah, yeah. is something. <laughs> like, <laughs> like,
0: you you're a
1: we're going yeah. to invest time. We're going to invest. Like, why would you invest time and effort into a relationship unless you get something out of it?
6: I would. not
5: okay. It's a reward system. You invest time and effort and whatever, and you are rewarded by the feeling of love and comfort with your, your partner. So, uh, okay, if you have a difficulty with the word currency... It's a, it's a reward or something of that sort. But you, you put stuff in and you get something out. It's an intangible thing, but it's the thing called love that makes you feel all cozy and comfortable and safe and stable. And you get all dewy-eyed over the person, as you say. I think... wonderful uh, thing. Yeah. I think, yeah.
3: <laughs> I think um, also there is the fact that you do things because... Now, I don't know it was true for me anyway, but um, making her happy makes you happy, or making your partner happy makes you happy, and you are then doing it without necessarily expecting anything. I mean, I'm saying without expecting anything in return, but actually that's probably not true. You do expect the same sort of attention and care back as well, but you are not keeping tabs, shall no. I say. No, No. but
5: also what you're expecting in return is the the look of pleasure and happiness that your partner, um, that you see in your partner, that is reward for you because that was your intention to elicit that response from your partner and that's your reward. You feel good. That's
1: right. If, if If you look at life as a game and every game is set by its limitations and its rules and We are all start the game like there's a goal, there's limitations, there's challenges. We are the game of life is we're set hardwired with instincts needing certain currencies. We need to survive. We need to love. We need to feel some sense of meaning, some significance, all of these things. And so it's not necessarily we... we. we, we do that's kind of the game of relationships is that we try and make the other person feel as good as they can they make us Um, and if it doesn't balance out the relationship doesn't work but yeah there is that hardwired that we need to love and we need to feel loved um and that's what without that we wouldn't get into relationships but where we're struggling is that we we have those instincts but we don't have the knowledge, the methodology, the pathway to have that currency fulfilled, or if you don't want to use currency, that need to feel fulfilled. And so it's, it's, it's something that's undeveloped in our society that we, it's always been like, you know, it's true that we needed survival. And so everyone was kind of focused on that and our relation like the divorce curve went up from the thirties, forties, fifties onwards, because the relation, the need, like we had survival sorted out. So now it's about emotional, emotional fulfillment and we're not getting that from our relationships in the most part. Now, of course, there are some people that have found a way some people that it's come easy to but typically, most people aren't getting that.
5: But isn't it um, also um, that many of us are emotionally immature when we em- embark on significant on our significant relationships in our young, whenever in our twenties or whatever it is, um, and so if. Some of us evolve rapidly, and 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 it's quite fine. We grow, we, we mature into the relationship. We are comfortable with ourselves. We understand what's important to us, and we. And then there are others who it takes so a much longer time to um, get comfortable with yourself. What you, what you really want out of life, who you are. Um, I'll just give a quick example of of, of a friend of mine who was married to a gentleman who we decided after a while, she divorced him, that he hated He didn't like himself. He didn't like his own company. He, He hated to be alone. He couldn't, he had to be the life of the party. He had to be always drinking and carrying on. And, you know, just, he could not, he could not be alone because being alone meant that he would have to face whatever demons he had to face, which, which he had a nasty temper. He you know, had, had some issues in his childhood, which obviously he had not dealt with. So I think that um, we are basing our expectations of having a good relationship on an imperfect foundation in many respects. And so, what we're doing in the relationship, we're having two separate issues to deal with. One is our own personal growth and, develop and need, and dealing with our own inner in demons, while we are working on maintaining this this thing that we really want with this other person. And every now and again, our demons burst through that facade that we have been we are trying to maintain of our controlled self, and then that disrupts the entire balance of what it is that we were trying to develop with the other person who may not be aware of these demons that you have held so close in your chest. And they're seeing, they think that they have met a new person. I don't know this person. That's not who I got into the relationship with, which is another dragon then that you have to say, I suppose, yeah. in the relationship. Yeah. I don't know if that made sense, but... Yeah,
1: perfect sense. Um, yes. Well, like we have our personal journey, which is you have to slay the dragon between everything that we want and our fears. And people don't, people have different rates of evolution because they're scared to look at it. A lot of people won't look at anything like this and they just, they just distract, they just ignore it, pretend, hope it will go away. And that's, that's what people are doing when they're compromising. Is like you don't have to deal with it if you compromise and so if you settle for harmony um, it's a way of avoiding having to like slay the dragon and so it becomes magnified because not only have you got to slay your own dragon but you also have to find someone who is who you can slay the joint dragon with um, and then they have to slay their own dragons and yes yeah, so so finding the relationship that works is about finding someone that you can do who, who is equally willing to do this slay the dragon thing, and and in an in a in an ideal relationship where you both slay the dragon, you support each other in slaying your own dragon. So and it's about the level of comfort, it's about the level of openness, the level of transparency, the level of trust, respect, all of those things that you have that support each other on your own individual and joint journey of slaying that dragon. And that's why that's the critical ingredient to a relationship that lasts someone that you can work with in doing this. But most people never really think of that. Most people have this checklist of, you know, they look hot they that they've got a good job. They're stable. They, not like my ex, all the, all of these things, they're good with children, they want children, and they think, oh, yeah, this is the one, and that's the lottery ticket. Um, and then it's just luck after that. Whereas if you understand, okay, if we do this, the relationship's going to fail. If we do this, the relationship's
0: going to improve. Um,
1: does that make sense? Does it answer your question?
0: You said we, we like, generally we just fall into relationships,
6: though.
0: Mm. I suppose so. That's the way it is, I suppose. Well that's why because we fall into relationships because we decide that we because like we, we like you generally fall into relationships because you fancy someone. Like so yeah, so that's the way it goes. But, but I like I like your idea of saying I, I do like your idea of saying the dragon. It's not something I was saying before. But that's mm-hmm. what you have to overcome, yeah. I think. You you have to overcome something in a yeah. long term relationship i like I like this idea
6: you understand so become...
0: too, thank you, Rob. I'm telling you this man, and I don't think I ever overcame this with my besties, basically yeah. God damn I tried, basically, yeah, for asking. I asked her, but and probably I'm not saying I wasn't deficient as well, but yeah, but we didn't slay that dragon, but personally, <laughs> I still want to slay it basically yeah so. It's where the way it goes.
1: I, I think it's, it's the challenge of life. Yeah. It's the challenge of life is over...
0: Sometimes you find someone, basically. Sorry? Sometimes you just find someone, basically. How long have you been in a relationship? Me? Yeah.
1: Well, I was I was married for 13 years, but in, in my current relationship, uh, three years. Okay. So, um, but one of the problems is that most a lot of us have never really worked out dating skills, particularly for men, because particularly oh, yeah. for men, it's it's harder to, to find someone. And unless you've worked out how to date successfully, like so that you know that it's, it's not this person or nothing, and it's not just like the the first person I fancy that is attracted to me. Um, no, yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: listen, yeah. I, I'm not someone who goes and shags people, basically, yeah, like, you know what I mean? I'm, that's not me. Basically, I'm old. I'm old. Be on my meds.
1: It, it, but it's not. It's not necessarily that. But I, I I'll tell you. Like my, my, like I got in. I got married basically to the first pretty girl that was interested, because I'd never really worked out the whole dating thing. But if you know, and it's not necessarily that means that you you have to sleep around. Like whatever your your standards are, but you have to know that you have the choice so that you select the person rather than feeling like sometimes okay well, this person's some, interested
0: sometimes too much choice this is the thing there right like the first time i ever went in the subway yeah and i just wanted some food and subway was the only place that was open yeah and the guy was like what bread do you want what fucking pickles do you want what fucking cheese do you want and i was like i just want a fucking sandwich <laughs> it you can't, can't be, be indecisive me. in a subway like, Yeah, but I like, I don't care That's the man. Like, you know? What I mean, I don't fucking give a shit. Basically. Just give me a fucking sandwich, but like,
5: yeah. sometimes f- <laughs> we that. we need to um take some responsibility for ourselves before we actually well, how we approach dating and and, rela- and starting a relationship because with each relationship that has failed in our, you know, our, our evolution, our ro- romantic evolution. Hopefully, we have learned some lessons about ourselves that we can take forward into assessing the next, you know, wh- wh- whether it be things that we cannot tolerate, we will not tolerate. What, what are the lessons you take? want. No, 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 I'm not talking about the What part.
0: lessons are you take. The lost.
5: They lost the first part. No, yeah, but yeah, we, yeah, we like what we see, and we we want to hold hands, and we want to hop <laughs> and yeah,
0: And no pictures of people with helicopters. Right,
5: <laughs> fine. But what I'm saying is that we are building up a vocabulary, and we are building up a catalog of 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 things that we have come across in each relationship that we should. It's part and parcel of our. Um, I don't want to use the word, it's not ammunition, but it's part and parcel of our, I suppose, our dictionary, our resource materials that we can fall back on to make an assessment in the next relationship that we we, we get into. But many of us, um, even though we've had these experiences, I think the the, the euphoria of starting something new, we we forget what we have learned. And sometimes... In hindsight or we our friends may say but in your last relationship or that one with that person you that devastated you or you couldn't put up with that or that was a serious matter for you that's why you broke up so how come you're now tolerating that so I, I you know it's it's, it's a it's a difficult one in the sense that um, you we're all looking for a relationship, and so we want it to work. And therefore, we tend to things that matter to us when we're breaking up. We tend to lessen their importance when we are starting a new relationship. That's I think that's what I want to say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: yeah. yeah. Because yeah, because we're in in different places, is, yeah. and and it's uh, it's having the the like the key thing is happiness, not the relationship. And if you fancy someone, but um, they're not right, it's better that you have a fling, get that out of your system, like as much as you want to, but not to take like the fun of dating with someone and make it a domestic relationship when it's never going to work. And it's, it's having to... Um, it, it's, 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 it's it's a skill I don't know if it's discernment is it discipline of of not being able to not get carried away with something that isn't true with the narrative and that's what, that's what I mean by building on truth
0: I don't think I can do that honestly I don't think I can do it I really don't why not because it's I don't know I just don't it, don't, it doesn't chime with me. <laughs> it's basically, basically, I don't know. I've never, I've never done it. Basically. I'm forty fucking four. 45 in January. I'm old boy, man. Well, I, just I, think I, can do I I was. Just... I,
1: I was forty when I worked out. I, I was like forty, and I I didn't work. I didn't understand
3: how to date or. Yeah. I'm a, and... Pete, I'm a lot older than you, so please don't call yourself old. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Arrow, you're much wiser than me, boy. I'm older than
3: all of you. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about that.
5: Oh, I'm older than you. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, I think, I don't know, with me, I don't know, I, 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 I just don't, I don't know, I just don't, there's like, we had the, uh, like, who was here for the, the dating app thing, basically, which I can't get because <laughs> I'm not on Android, I
6: haven't
0: got an iPhone, but I just don't, I, 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 I don't know. It's just the, it's the judging. I don't want to be judged, I suppose. Like, maybe it is my ego, Sandra. I don't know, basically.
5: <laughs> <laughs> what do you have
6: to do? Yeah, maybe well, I you, right. like it.
5: I respect your opinion in uh, in terms of what you say you can and cannot do, and I think that is one of the things that um, we all need to be. Honest I don't think
0: with. I can do it. Like I, have, me, I, I have tried.
5: No, I again once is enough. That's that. So yeah, exactly.
0: that's... <laughs> <laughs> maybe I should just be on my own. I think.
5: No, 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 no. Yeah. no, no. <laughs> I, I don't think so. I don't. I don't think that that's this the goal that you should have.
6: <laughs>
1: yeah, that, that's a common response. And, and the thing is that, you know, when I said we were hardwired for, for games, what happens is this, this drive. It's not because like...
0: I have no drive.
1: <laughs> I have no
0: drive. You have or you haven't? No, I don't. Nothing drives me. <laughs> really?
1: then, then that's fine I because... It's, it's, life is simpler on your own unless you need a relationship, but most people, most of us
0: need to share our lives with someone. I think I do need to, to share lives with someone. But like, I just, I just struggled to think, I just struggle to go through that system that you described where I can actually meet people that I like, you see it I man. I just don't like the idea of the system. I never love the system. Every, everyone has never. their own path. Yes.
5: Every, yeah. there that are several types of relationships. My
0: path is definitely odd.
5: My people, <laughs> Pete, people, yeah. people have come up with different types of relationships that they find satisfactory because they meet their requir- the, the requirements at a given point. Uh, I mean, I have said and I've made up my mind, I do not wish to get married again. Once is enough, but that does not mean that I do not wish to have a relationship ever again i do but i do not want that i've been through the domesticated uh, married bliss thing and it, it's not <laughs> it value. i know i value my private time my personal space and there is a lot that i want to do that i don't know that a marriage would enable me to do freely because you have to once you commit to a marriage you need to make that
0: well, well, this is the thing. Like we didn't, we, we didn't speak, we didn't speak about, we didn't speak about marriage. Earlier. And for Errol's purposes, yeah, like, like, well, like when you get married, like a lot of people think that that's it, basically. yeah, And like Errol, I think he put the time in, basically, yeah, because like you're married and like you put the time in, but obviously it can still fucking, eh, it can still go bad, basically. I don't it's know. It,
5: but it is a gamble I think we are all agreed that it is a gamble
0: but when you get to marriage day yeah then it should matter more basically yeah I think basically yeah so I'm not married basically yeah but as far as I'm concerned if you're married to someone it should mean something <laughs> basically call me old fashioned <laughs> you know what I mean if you're married to someone they should fucking back you basically yeah they should be you know what I mean Sorry. i d I'm not move. All right. Errol, I'm sorry. Yeah, that's all right. Uh, I'm I, to you, I, you, man. All I wanna I mean, do is give you all I wanna do
3: is give you a hug, man. <laughs> I'll give you a I'll, virtual hug. I'll consider myself <laughs> hugged. Uh, I mean but if the, the, the relationship is um I say we say luck, and it it is true because luck compensates for our inability to understand some of these issues that we've been discussing over the past few weeks and deal with them. Um, And where we have that immaturity of character, um, uh, that growth problem in ourselves, so we are not aware of ourselves as a person. And what makes us tick? We don't understand what we actually want, and what will be have a more chance of making us happy. If you don't understand those things, then luck plays a more of a part in the relationship. And the more luck plays part, the more likely it is that the relationship is not going to work out. Mm-hmm. Um, so, in order to reduce the effect of luck, you kind of got to first of all understand yourself. where where your limitations are, what you give up, what you don't give up, because we talked about compromise earlier on, you got to kind of know where your boundaries are. Um, And so then you got to be able to judge the other person as well, um, to be able to think, okay, well, how does this person think? And how does that relate to me? And, you know, can I relate to this? Um, So you got to kind of get over the physicalities and you've got to be kind of delving into their character, understanding them as a person, and then thinking, can I? Is this good enough for me? And, you know, am I? Do, do I have a connection here? You know, can I put? I'm, I'm about to say put up with this person. That sounds wrong. That's not what I mean, really.
6: No, no I mean, it's true though.
3: No, yeah, yeah, but you know, the, 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 their weaknesses. Does it bother me? And and you know, and, and do I appreciate their strengths? Um, and so once you can sell those things and you know, you have the right communication and the weaknesses doesn't bother you. In fact, there are people and funny enough, I was watching this in a movie one time and uh, the guy was explaining how he finds the fact that she can't make up her mind about, or it takes her half an hour to order something because she's so precise about what she wants. He finds that very cute. And lovable, to him it's it's brilliant. You know, he, he can. Whereas for me, it would probably drive me mad if it took half an hour for someone to order something. Uh, but he found that quite lovable. And to me, that kind of suddenly light bulb moment for me. It's that that's exactly the kind of thing that you see in somebody, but it doesn't bother you. That that it's that is nice. And and if you can actually get into the detail of the character in that way, yes. then you are phasing out luck more and more out of your relationship and making it you know you say yeah okay i can put up with this person or they can put up with me and of course then there is the other bit that are they able to do the same about you because otherwise you may do that and you may say this is the right person for me and then after a while they go hang on a minute i don't realize it was like this because they weren't able to do the same thing exactly
0: which is why i talk about luck Basically,
3: yeah, yeah, but like, then I'm no, sorry, well, no, I'm not
0: through. necessarily because, but, but you, but you the, don't uh, know someone, you you don't know someone when you meet them, do you? Basically, yeah, so you don't, so you have to try, and then like it's only like three months later, or six months later, or a year later, or two years later, that you realize.
3: Well, actually, I mean, I've I've uh, not really progressed with some, uh, they, they were girls because I was much younger than I mean, but um, because. They didn't talk because I was the only one. I mean, I talk a lot anyway, as you probably already guessed. Yeah. Uh, but the fact that they didn't talk mm. uh, kind of already said to me that actually I know nothing about them. They're not, and I'm not going to interrogate them. And, yeah. You know, you ask questions, yeah, but they if
0: they don't that, say anything, then you don't know anything about.
3: Well, and, and if they are not the kind of person who can freely, confidently come across and talk then, you know, and and that's one of the things that I've understood about myself in recent times is that I actually value a confident woman. Mm. Um, Okay, I married an inconfident person and I've helped her grow. uh, And perhaps because I always valued a confident partner. Yeah. So that they, I'm not intimidated by, I mean, I know some guys are perhaps intimidated, but I'm not intimidated by a confident person. Who can not sort of me. say to me, "Hang on a minute, you are wrong there. You need to sort yourself out." Uh, obviously, not in a rude way and the condescending way, but you know, in a way that you kind of you think, "Oh, yep, I'm wrong. I've got to get on with it." Yes, miss, and you get right. on and you do it. And uh, and and to me, that's valuable because that person is watching out for me. You know, they 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 are seeing something that is not quite right and they're pointing it out. And I can see, yep, they're right actually. I have to go and sort it out. And in a way, I'm grateful for that. Uh, yes. and also.
5: That's, you're, you're, you're right. No, you're, no, no, you're correct. I, yeah, Yeah, because if you're going
3: to be, it's a relationship, then it needs to be as equal as possible. Not a case of, and I know in the old, old uh, ways, we used to say, oh yes, you know, the guy's the breadwinner, he's the dominant one, the female is the subservant, and you know, the guy says it, and she just does it, and all the rest of it,
0: <laughs> that,
3: that, that world is gone, and you know, what? Well, actually yeah, it doesn't man. work either. Because all that happened was that the women had to put up with whatever they were given, effectively, and that doesn't make both parties very happy. If you want a fulfilled, deep-level relationship, then you've got to be equals, and for you to be equals, yes. you've got to be mature enough to be able to accept that you've done something wrong, that you have a failing, that you need to work on, and yeah. I don't say that you need to work on it. She may or she may not be able to support you but you need to work on it. But then she needs to also accept the same about herself. And yeah. if you can have that as respectfully as possible and do your best to try and support the other one, then I think you've got the beginnings of a great relationship. But yeah. that's what I mean. When you talk to her and she doesn't talk back, she doesn't share her ideals and you know whatever, she's maybe shy. Well, you'll never get to know that person. And so yeah. from my mind, that's probably not the kind of person that I'm after because I don't know anything about her. And she is too shy. And that means that if I said something, she might very well cower away and all that. And that isn't going to help me. That's not what I want, you know? And I know a number of times with my ex-wife, you know, she said, oh, I cook and clean and everything. And I said to her, I didn't intend to marry a cleaner. If I wanted a cleaner, I'd go and hire a cleaner. You know, okay, I'm grateful that you cleaned the house, but really that's not the whole point. The whole point is the relationship, not the cleaning of the house. I mean, okay, I go out to work. Is that because you wanted a rich sugar daddy? I mean, you know, I'm not rich anyway, but, you know, because you wanted money, is that it? You kind of looked at my bank balance and thought, yeah, okay, he'll do, he's got enough cash. I mean, that's that's not why you get married to somebody, hopefully. Um, So, I think you've got to kind of be able to talk to that person and the other person is going to talk to you. And if they do that, then you know, whether you have the right person
5: or not. Do you see what I'm saying? So Yeah, but you have you you also but people come in different and sometimes very interesting packages. Mm. Because like my husband, when it comes to business, he is confident. He is a good businessman he was president of his professional association and he led them for three four years and he was this and what have you and he can speak the, the, you know the lingo the and, uh, and he does walk the walk but he is the most um, he's, he's just not confident as a person with me
0: Mm. You are quite scary, <laughs> that's I. Well,
5: okay, you well,
0: would well. scare I, me basically, so, yeah. But, I, like, I like honesty, man. So, yeah, it's good, yeah,
5: yeah, yeah. Okay, fine. I will tell you. I talk a lot, okay, and I, I will not be beaten out. But, nonetheless, <laughs> the point of the matter is that strong in one aspect, and it is an admirable, um portrayal of the of the person but those traits don't come back home if you know what I mean Um, so if we are having a conversation and I um, I, I, and I expect him to, to to respond not in a certain way but just to respond and give an opinion and I like a good argument, okay, I'll hold a good debate. So, okay, fine, hold your point and we will see. And I, we're not going to quarrel or anything. It's just a nice exploration of ideas. And he'll just buckle in no time. But with his friends, they will argue for hours and they... Ha- and they... Is it that what? Me as a female, I'm not supposed to be as strong as his, his friends and therefore he can't hold up that... He, he
0: compromises every time.
5: He's not compromise. He's just he shuts off. He, shuts off. he, just, he doesn't have the. You scare him. Yeah, it's it's like he's not confident. Well, okay, fine. Let me backtrack. I am more qualified than he is academically. Okay, but he's still no no slouch, right? Mm. Um, but I think he's very sensitive. It's a much a thing. Uh, uh, yeah.
3: So, so he he feels that uh, because you have a strong character and you're more qualified as a woman. Do you think it kind of feels, finds that intimidating then?
5: It, it, yes. In a way. And then, and, and, and then, um, I was not brought up to be shy about who I am and what I am and what I have achieved yeah. Or yeah. Any, So I cannot, I, it's that comes back to that compromise. I cannot compromise. On on that aspect of me because it's alien to me.
3: uh, I don't know. Because then you will Ah. lose yourself, wouldn't you? If you have to give in, when you, uh, I mean, you'll be compromising yourself then. Why should you be a subservient person when that's not your character? So long as you are not trying to, uh, you know, be the dominant one and, you know, it's my way or the highway and, in, in that sense, you know, but yeah, I, you have a strong belief and you, know, you would like to make your case uh, vehemently uh, without being rude or uh, shutting the other person down. Then, yeah, why
5: not? Oh, no, because I'm very supportive because, okay, like in his professional um, activities and so I, I write, I used to write all his speeches. He would call me in the morning. I have a speech to give at nine o'clock. And of course, I'd be grumpy because you have you could have told me yesterday. I could have written it overnight and given it to you because you're six hours behind me. Now you're telling me now and I must drop everything and write the speech. I give all of that and then I write the speech. Okay. And he gets a good speech and he goes and he gives the speech and he thanks me. Yeah, I've rescued him again. And that's fine. So I'm supportive. And when there are different things that need to be done, I said, okay, I'm going to do the dutiful wife thing. Um, I will come and keep my mouth shut and I will support you. <laughs> okay, <laughs> and, I, and, and I'm fine with that. That's, that doesn't bother me. But when it comes to, um, as you say, you like a strong, confident woman. I want a strong, confident man outside of the work. Outside of the work yeah. environment, that's yeah. what I'm talking about. Yeah. So that's going to be on my list <laughs> when I'm looking you next. That
3: is, that there is, I mean, that's also why I get along well with this um, this lady friend because she she's uh, she's a professional. She's highly qualified, um, more qualified than I am. I mean, that don't that, that matters, but she speaks her mind and she has a strong character in that sense. She, you know, if she thinks I'm wrong, she will tell me she doesn't agree with me. I mean, but one thing I know for sure uh, is that she's always got my best interest at heart. And as you will do in a relationship, if so long as you got the other person's best interest at heart and they know it, even when you are delivering a negative message, so long as it's not done cruelly or rudely, then I think it's a positive thing. And yeah, I appreciate I mean. that she's is not saying yes to everything I say. There will yeah. be times when she'll say to me, "I don't think you are doing the right thing. I think you are being unfair or unjust or something." And and I appreciate that because it allows me to to so I don't have to take her opinion, but I, right. it allows me to stop and look at myself and go, "Am I am I right actually? Am I am I going off and you know? Am I wrong here? Is she is she got a point?" And quite often she does have a point. She, the the way she made it, maybe sometimes she hasn't quite got everything right, but There is a point there still, and that's valuable.
5: The people that I have that relationship with, there is no spark. They are just my friends. They are just my very good male friends. Yeah, but you ever get everything together? Will everything ever come together?
3: But what what I'm saying is that that's the mechanical side. But then, if you add to that, you um, the the magic side of things, and you know, is there somebody that you you know you love and cherish and that sort of thing, then obviously, then you have a partner.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I, 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 th- I, think, um, I think the problem, you know, is a lot of people won't evolve because they're scared to look at it. And so there may be things in their childhood and it's the whole thing of the idea of being in a relationship. It means that you have to do this, all these kind of lessons that they've learned. And slaying the dragon is uncovering all of that. And so I think when we look at Errol today and and we look at what Pete shared is the willingness to, to look, the willingness to, to not just, cause when people come out of relationships, they go, Oh, it was just, you know, my ex was an asshole. It was, it was this, it was that anything, but look at themselves. And yes, it is. It's never all one way, but the thing that we can control is we can get more layers of self-awareness. And so sometimes people can, people can play a role in business. People can play a role in a certain confined space, but when you're in a relationship, when you have like a, a lifelong, like a long relationship, you, you get, you're exposed. That person sees you in all contexts and it's the fear of being seen that stops people from doing that, and so they don't want to. Like they'll crumble, or they won't get involved, or they. It's because they're not willing to look at that fear of feeling unworthy or feeling not good enough. And as Errol said, there's this whole patriarchy of where we've played this role of of man being the one who knows more and, and the one who's dominant and all this stuff. And what that's meant is it's meant women shut up, and men feel that they have to be better than they are. And it's the willingness to look at that, the willingness to open up. And that's, you know, like, I like what you said about luck, Errol, but I, I think all of life is a mystery until we know what it is. And now we're looking at genes, that genes do this, and, and you know, that our intelligence is, is a matter of genes. I think one day when there's enough study that will will uncover all the like factors, but at the moment there, there is so much mystery, like the the attraction is largely, um, a mystery. You know, there's ideas that we are attracted to parents. There's ideas that we are attracted to opposites to similar people, but we don't really know enough. There we are walking blindfold into this whole thing. And it's about, um, how much awareness, how willing we are to look at ourselves, how open and transparent and vulnerable we're willing to be with someone. And then that's when we have that and we have that level of connection, this stuff, you know, like, you know, like you said about that, that person, the person's partner who's indecisive and took forever. Um, we find that endearing when we have connection when we don't have connection, that's the thing of, I couldn't couldn't bear that anymore. It's about the connection. It's about the trust, the respect, the connection, supportiveness, if we have that, and we feel that like we have that relationship that that person really cares, that we can really trust them, we can really rely on them. It doesn't matter the the idiosyncrasies of the person. But when we don't have that, the idiosyncrasies are the things that annoy us. But again, that's the surface level. It's all the stuff underneath. It's just a willingness to to look at all of that, and and I just want to really thank you for your willingness to be vulnerable, to look honestly at yourself. Um, that's helped all of this discussion tonight. Yeah,
3: thanks, Errol. That's all right. Thank you, Errol, for sharing. That's no, okay. It's a. Uh, I suppose it's one way of. Um, Evolving on my part. Yeah. Uh, sure. Yeah. So it's yeah. It's 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 a case of if I can't look at it and discuss it openly and acknowledge my own part in the whole thing, positive and negative, then I kind of haven't faced the realities of the past, which means I can't move forward with better strength, if you like, if I haven't learned from the past. Yes. Yeah. I don't think it's all your fault as well, man.
0: I say. Oh,
7: I'm, not, I'm not going. I was just... I was just...
0: it's about time you said something.
6: All right. <laughs> come, on, come on. All right. <laughs>
1: right. Hold on. I think we need a
0: drum roll here. <laughs> How are the students on, doing more. anyway? No, no, it's
7: So, uh, uh, I've woken up now. Um... I was just going to say what do people think about um, the idea that you can be completely fulfilled by loving yourself which will mean that you don't necessarily need anybody else, you don't need to be in a relationship, but I wonder what people think about that. I don't think personally that's realistic for most people. Um, It's very hard to truly Sort of love yourself in a way that is entirely fulfilling, I think.
0: Do you have brothers and sisters? Sorry? Do you have brothers and sisters?
3: We can't hear you, Pete. Do you have brothers and
0: sisters can I speak?
7: I have um, three older brothers, but I'm estranged from all of them.
0: Okay. But I, I'm an only child, and I can deal with, like, life on my own I guess in a way that other people can't deal with it like, and, and in the coronavirus I, I've, I've dealt with it a lot better than other people can. but I still quite like the idea of finding someone who to go through life with so, so it's, to... a, it's always good to have someone
3: to... I, I mean I, I've not come across anybody that uh is content on their own. I'm not, I mean, people are capable of living on their own. And like Pete, I mean, I was an only child up until I was about eight. So, um, uh, I I, mean, I'm, I'm not a person that wants to stay, even now. I mean, okay, I've just come out of a very long relationship. Um, I'm not ready for another relationship right now, I don't think, only because. I'm still. I feel that maybe my emotions are still settling down. Um, so I'm just really looking for friends, but I do not want to settle down with somebody that I can have a deeper connection with. Um, I wouldn't want to be just on my own. And I don't know anybody actually. That, that at least, not that I know, a lot of people. But I don't know anybody who says, "You know what? You know, I, I I'm I want to be on my own." I've 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 met people who are not on their own, but they live with friends. So, like uh, two or three guys and and they live together, you know, they share a house um, and everyone goes out and does their own thing and so on, but they're still together, they're not on their own. Um, Mm -hmm. And and he he does say quite openly, he said I think two or three failed uh, relationships with women and he's kind of decided. I don't want to have anything to do with women anymore, as such, you know. And he's quite happy just to be friends with some and just leave it at that and not really get romantically involved. Um, but even then, they are not, he's not looking to be on his own.
6: Yeah,
7: I have, I've, have, I have, I've, I've known of and I've heard about people who, who do claim to be happy entirely on, on their own. Um, okay. Actually, if you, if you dig a little bit further, They do admit to feeling
0: um, very lonely. um, Do you think think you'd be happy on your own? Or would you rather have someone to go through life with you?
7: um, The latter.
0: Well, there you go. That's your answer, I think. It's (laughs) always best to go through life with a fucking partner in crime, I think. (laughs) And there are plenty of partners in crime out there. Yeah, you
1: know, I, mean. I I think there. I think life is an individual path, and it's not about. There's no rule, um, no. and there are there are people who live perfectly happily on their own. Yes. Um, but most people who swear off relationships, who who, it's usually a reaction to pain. Yeah. Yeah. When, yeah, when you look at you know when I say we're hardwired to worry, when you look at the, the sex drive um, is in us genetically or deeply embedded as a species so that we pro, procreate and, and um, to reproduce um, because otherwise we, we'd have been wiped out as a species if we didn't have that and Helen Fisher talks about um, she claims to have found a, I think she calls it a relationship drive. So basically a need to be in relationship in like an intimate relationship, equally as strong as a sex drive. Um, So uh, I think for most people, but everyone's individual and it's about, there is no one rule is find your own pathway. And you know, like going back to the the analogy, like this, I think the snakes and ladders is about there's a few universal things that generally that that will make relationships easier there's some that will make it harder um but you play the game everyone plays the game your own way there's no rules um but you have to like pete says you have to know what you know what do you need and just be honest about um what you really need you know because a lot of people are just reacting to pain and and you know there 's all men going in their own way of all sworn off women and and all these kind of things sorry Sandra.
5: Yeah, no it 's okay but um I, I, th- I think there so many things have come up um, just in this evening 's discussion that um are what I would call subtle, subtle, subtle things, are some not so, so subtle, but they are there, um, not overtly um, acknowledged in many instances, but they actually influence how we react, and how we behave, and how we respond to um, hurt, to disappointments, etc. And it's, in some instances, hardwired into us because of. Uh, maybe um, things you know, you know, as we grew up, you know, childhood uh, experiences, experiences with our parents, et cetera, et cetera, schools, you know, depending on how, if you stayed at home and went to school or you were shipped off the board in school at a young age, you know, there are people who say that they have detachment issues and all sorts of things. but. Um, I think, so there is the ideal situation, but then when you add those nuances, our behaviors then are on a continuum. We fall somewhere on, on a continuum, so we are not all exactly alike, even if we have had um, similar schooling, similar um, religious training, etc., cetera, living in the same society, etc. It comes down to those other things. And... Um, I think for some people, some people may have had experiences that have been so hurtful that it is very difficult for them to bring them into their consciousness, for them to even deal with it, to acknowledge it, to understand what it is contributing to their actual behavior and how they approach relationships at this point. And so um, some men may take the, um, well, I won't call it couple, but the decision to not engage after several disappointments for example not actually looking as to it it could be um, both partners both parties who are to be blamed by uh, for, for the breakdown it's not the woman it's not about women being bad and so they don't trust women but in in that kind of scenario many times their role is just never seemed to be a part of the equation, of the discussion, of the decision-making that maybe I should look into myself, uh, why I'm not having success with these relationships. So I think um, we we need to be honest about our own weaknesses and our own failings as part and parcel of that dragon slaying thing that you're talking about um, this evening. Uh, and um, it's not, a, it, I, I hate it to, to think that sometimes when um, we find things that are not so good about ourselves, we, we get into a huff, we get into this disappointment, um, and we do exactly what we're not supposed to do, in that we should actually try to address the issue in a, in a rational sense. And, and, and that becomes a, a vicious cycle in itself, this sense of, 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 of um, disappointment in ourselves and thinking that we're not good enough and that we are uh, flawed and that we are not, deserving of a better relationship and all of those things that come along with it.
1: I th- I yeah, I think um, one of the, the most damaging things like this whole capitalist society you know, when you you talk about the currency of money has done, is is the idea of status of having more, is the idea of perfection, is the idea of selling to aspirations. And what that's done, allied with, uh, like, control, the way that you control a society is shame. And once you start putting shame, people feel that they have to be perfect. And and the the origin of, like, keeping up with the Joneses is, is feeling like if you're not like you're not good enough if you don't have this and if you don't have this and it, and it used to be you know when you go back to the bible it it was like the pharisees of who gave more was more religious who was a better person and um so all of that that creates this whole layer of shame and all these layers of shame then mean people don't want to admit to being less than they are and so people are projecting who they think they want to be, who they think they should be, rather than revealing who they are. And so we have all this world of like the Facebook relationships, and they're like, I'm so happy and I'm so happy. And, and two months later, they're broken up and slagging each other off because they feel that like they need to live up to something. And if we didn't have all this bullshit, we could just admit to being human being having weaknesses and being individual and the whole culture has has been to make us commodities when the reality is that we're individual and when we embrace our and it's not even necessarily weaknesses it's idiosyncrasies because we're all different you know like if you have a circle yeah. and of all the different dimensions of life we all fit somewhere different and it's accepting where we fit, where we belong, and not going, oh, well, that that one's a better place. I should pretend to be this, or I should aspire to be this. We are what we are. And when you strip it down and when you get the willingness to look at that and not necessarily like accept who you are, accept, you know, um, people hate dating because of rejection and, 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 um, because of what they get, but it's just accepting, okay, this is, this is, this is what I am. I accept who I am. Um, And other people are going to make judgments because they're operating on a different level of this is good. This is bad. That's just bullshit. It just doesn't work. If you look at it um, logically, and you look at how that plays out, Um, if that makes sense.
5: Yeah, and, and also this building the a facade is very difficult to keep it in, when you get into the sanctuary of home and home life. So you've created this public persona that you think is the desirable one. And then you have to become, you, you, you have to move from that public space into the domestic space. And when you get there, you're supposed to be relaxed. And when you are relaxed, you're supposed to, um, all of those airs and graces that you had put on to create that public persona. It's very difficult to maintain that and be relaxed and be at home in, in, in that domestic, um, that setting. So then that, the, the other person can look at you and say, but that's not the person that I met. Who are you? You're different from what I thought that I was dating or who I thought I was dating because you're a different person. I'm seeing things that just don't jive with that public persona that I met. And I presume, I'm saying that maybe that those two-month-old Facebook relationships that you're talking about, it's the hard reality coming to face them um, which says, ah, the picture is not real
1: well well often um they know their relationship isn't that great but what they're what they're doing is they're making oh i'm so happy with this one is to, uh, um because there is this whole sense of you need to be in a relationship you need to you need you need to show how how loved you are in this relationship and so it's oh i love this one and you know like something that's private, like someone gives them flowers or someone says something are like, Oh, I love this one because they did this. And what they're really doing is portraying to the world. Like they look how loved I am. I must be special because they don't. And it's a, a feeling not feeling good enough and feeling like you need to impress people. <clears throat> Whereas if it's genuine, like really happy couples, they, they just don't do that because mm-hmm. they know that they're loved. They don't need to prove it to anyone. That's why I don't do Facebook. Yeah,
3: it's... It comes down to, I think, um, uh, talking about people being uh, independent, I suppose, uh, which is on its way to being a mature personality. And you have to be independent on three levels. One is um, financial independence, so you need to be able to pay your own bills. Um, one is uh, intellectual independence, so you, you need to be able to solve your own problems. Uh, I don't mean to say that you need to know everything, but um, you you can figure things out. Or, you, know, you come to places like this and you discuss and you learn and so on. So you, you have the ability to do that. Um, and the other one is emotional independence, where you actually don't need someone to pat you on the head and say, yay, well done, you've you done it. and you feel, ah, oh, that's it, I'm, I'm great. Um, you can actually do that for yourself. You're self-actuating. <laughs> and at the same time, uh, you can recognize defaults in yourself and you don't kind of start beating yourself up over it. You understand that humans are flawed and that you are know, a work in progress and that you have the discipline to push yourself to do better next time. Uh, if you feel that it's an important thing to resolve. Uh, And I think if you can have those, then you can start edging towards more maturity of character. Um, And then you start thinking, okay, then you need to kind of establish a sense of professionalism and trustworthiness. And I think only then can you start thinking about um, being able to get into a relationship because you need to, B, you need to a achieve those things and b start getting to a point where you can make and keep your own work, words. How do you okay, know you're
7: at that point when all of those things have come together?
3: Sorry I didn't understand that. Uh, how,
1: how do you know, I think what Imogen is saying is how do you know when you're at that point? At, at
0: that I, point of what? You don't know where you're at that point. I, it, I, I, totally I, Imogen, yeah. like you're fucking, seriously, you're a, good, you're, you're a good looking lady, man. And basically two weeks is too much,
3: man. though. So. So, um, I mean, if, if, if we are talking about the three things that I've talked about, um, then first of all, you have to understand that maturity is not a binary event you're not either mature or immature. It's like saying you're tall or short. You're neither. You're tall compared to someone that's shorter than you and vice versa, right? And so maturity is that as well, which is, I think, what Sandra was making the point earlier on, that maturity level that you have when you're young is different to the maturity level when you get to my age, um, you know, one foot in the grave. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Fuck uh, off, uh, fuck off, man. Well, you know, I'm over half a century. (laughs) Put it it that way. I'm over half a century. So, you know, Um, whatever. But but the point is that um, whatever maturity level you are at, just remember that you can be more mature going forward. The important thing is are you comfortable in yourself and with who you are? That's the first thing. And then, can you understand the other person and are they, and if their maturity level is more or less much to use, then this potentially means that you are potentially, you know, might be a good match. But then of course, as you grow in life, your maturity levels may change because one of you grows much faster than the other person in maturity. And yeah. then that may then create problems and friction again. And that I don't know how you figure that one out as to how quickly they will mature. But, I mean, you'd have to explore their lifestyle, I suppose.
0: <laughs> you don't need to be on your own forever. Basically, is the thing. Basically, yeah, like get out there, and basically, don't fucking sell yourself short. I think two weeks is bullshit. Basically, you know what I mean. You have more to offer than that. So, two go. weeks. Sorry, okay. I that.
7: So I think earlier, I when we were talking about the problems that. What are we talking about? The, the, yeah, there's just the, the problem. You
0: mentioned like two weeks. Like, yeah, like... was,
7: what I was saying was, was that um, the, the problems in both of the relationships that I've had, if you can call them that, was that um, I wanted to see them a lot more than they wanted to see me. So I wanted to see them more than once every fortnight. Mm.
6: Mm. But, yeah
7: because it didn't really feel, you can't, it's it's such a limited amount of time to spend with someone in order to actually...
6: There there
0: there are people out there who will want to see you more than once in a fortnight, honestly. Yeah, just can't find them. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, well, work out how to find them, because they are there
3: (laughs) Do your homework basically, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, like, I mean, once a fortnight doesn't ring right to me either, to be honest. Exactly.
7: Um... <laughs> yeah, so I was thinking, I, I, um, when I was said that earlier, I was laughing about it, because it is actually so ridiculous, um, that, I, that I actually thought that that was what a relationship was, that I could still categorise myself as being in a relationship, despite only seeing someone what? once a fortnight. Um, But I I don't think I can really categorise them as relationships. So I don't think I can say that I've actually had a relationship yet at the age of 31.
0: It
3: is a relationship, but did you meet their parents? Okay. Well, I think there's a couple of things there for me anyway, from my point of view. One is that uh, if a couple like seeing each other once every fortnight, it's, it's not my ideal relationship, I have to say, but who am I to... It's obviously not great for you, and I don't think anybody <laughs> here will put up with once every fortnight either. No, I think um, we'll definitely say it's bollocks basically. <laughs> well, but um, at the same time, um, I kind of detect a bit of a thing of, and I don't know whether I'm right in saying this. Um, licking, uh, sticking my neck out, but uh, <laughs> almost like as if you somehow didn't achieve what you should do, achieve because you because you've come to the age that you are and you haven't had a speech marks proper relationship or lengthy relationship. And I don't think you should look at it that way. No, I, do, I, yeah. I don't
7: think I necessarily do,
3: right?
0: Yeah. Yeah. You, necessarily you got time, have... you got time. I
7: don't necessarily feel that pressure, but um.
0: I just,
7: I just, I just, I just try and work. I've been trying to work out what what has um, made it so that that's all I've managed to get, um, and I've been been looking at other people and what they have to offer that I don't. But it's, it, but it's not, it's not an exact science. I know it's not, and it's. it's uh,
3: it's uh, so like it's not a, it's not a case of what have you got to offer, um, because. You know, we talked about uh, compromising and compromising yourself. Uh, so uh, be look careful up. in terms of uh, saying, what, what am I missing? You're not necessarily missing anything um, unless you look inwardly and you think you are something is wrong with you. That's different. Well, um, you know, it, it may be, for example, that um, you are not in touch with the right networks. That yeah. uh, your, your, your circle of people around you you are limited and it will never sure. uh, create. I mean, I've joined this group uh, because obviously I'm trying to re- come back into life as it were, you know, being married for 23 years. You kind of, um, you have a limited number of friends and so on. And uh, my work is, well, it says full time. I mean, it's blooming full time. Uh, so I don't really have the opportunity to uh, make friends in, in the line of work that I do. Uh, because I'm somewhere else all the time. I'm not meeting the same people, so I can't establish a relationship with people. Um, and and so I think what you need to do, come back to what I was saying before, intellectually, you need to start asking that question and uh, you know, start analyzing your environment. Um, and are you actually exposing yourself to environments where you can meet people? Or... Are you just, you know, going to work, coming back home, uh, doing your shopping and so on, and just a few friends and not expanding that, that then limits your ability to meet lots of different guys that you're know, you know, that, that are the partners that you may feel comfortable with. But again, um, I think initially just well, I would say, and I, you know I mean Robbie He can shout me down because i you know I'm not placed to give advice to anybody, but I am just for personally initially just looking to make friends as many friends as I can make, but true friends, not just people I know, but people yeah. whose opinion i I value, who hopefully will do the same on the way back that I can meet up with, have a coffee, go to the cinema, have a dinner, you know, go to the park. Have a laugh on the phone, couple of hours chat, doesn't matter. But that's it, you know. It's is a good friend, the, the shoulder to cry on, vice versa. That you know, not thinking straight away. Oh, I'm a guy, she's a girl. That's it, you know. Does this mean we're going to get together and have babies? No. Okay, fine. So ignore that person, move on to someone else. It's not like that. It's just looking to connect with people, and I think as you do that. And as you push yourself to other avenues and places like I've gone to dancing, for example, I started going to dancing because I was always afraid of dancing and wanted to be able to dance. And so I've gone to dancing and with no expectation other than I want to learn dancing, meet the people there, have a chat, whatever. And out of that, I met this lady that I think she will be a lifelong friend, uh, because You know, we we just click and, you know, in that sense, but we will just be friends. Nothing more than that, but that's okay. It doesn't bother me. And if I I value that, and I'm grateful for that. And it just came out of dancing up to nowhere.
7: I've I've tried, um, I used to do a lot of partner dancing. um, And I I did have a secondary purpose uh, to potentially um, meet someone uh, of the opposite sex. Uh, but that that never happened. And I did go for quite a while, uh, like a good six months regularly. Um, and I, I even did I did all the things that Google tells you to do. I did, did all the right. You, like, you, you know, you go, uh, I probably did it too right. <laughs> do you know what I mean? It's like it's a bit suspicious. I don't know. Um,
1: and the, so... Just just to add to um what Errol said, if I if I just share the screen because I want to just show you this. So so basically, um this is kind of what um Errol was saying, but I would I would just put it in a different different terms. But when you asked about how, you know, like when do you know you're ready? it's not necessarily that you're ready, but it's about, this is what it takes. So what you said was your, your kind of relationships were in the convenient phase. Oops,
6: I just, oh. Let me just
1: <laughs> <laughs> lost control of the, okay, so yeah, we're kind of in the convenient phase because it was low commitment. Um, and really it's about, it's about your, your level of commitment. If you're like committed to okay, I'm al- I'm going along this path. That's the spectrum that Errol was talking about, um, and then it's about knowledge. And so, um, just to go go back. Um,
0: hey, so
1: then it's kind of the iceberg. So on the surface that you're doing everything, but what that means is there's something below the iceberg that somewhere, something is, is, is the dragon that you need to slay. Um, And then dating is just really about um, where you are. Um, And uh, let me just get, yeah, it's just, it's just really um, awareness, meeting the right people, the messaging, um, what message are you sending out? Um, and all of those factors, really.
7: Well, it it's, it seems to me that... Um, that I, I, I... It seems like I might need to actually completely remove my desire for a relationship in order to find one.
5: <laughs> or maybe it's a matter of perception in that... Um, you may be giving off vibes as they say of desperation wanting t- to be in a relationship and so anybody looking at you would think ah she wants to she wants a serious relationship let me go um like clingy clingy um, yeah but not not necessarily clingy but but want to move too fast want to commit once it's 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 like you know a fellow talking to a girl for the first time and he says, oh, she wants to get married. And so I'm gone. Yeah. Because they haven't reached to that point. They, 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 they just met you. But you, what, the vibes that you're giving off is that you want to build a nest immediately. Mm. Well, uh, you I, have to I be think, careful. I think,
7: but, I, think I'm just, I think I'm a very passionate person. And once, yeah. I think, once I get just slightly involved with something, I can go, you know, I can be really... Uh, you know, really intense with it, I guess.
3: Um, Yeah, I'm hearing that. People pick up on um, uh, your true intentions and motives, though. Mm -hmm. Uh, No, but I'm I'm on
0: Imogen's side, man. Honestly, taking it as someone who finds dating very hard, basically, yeah. I agree with that. It's difficult to find someone, but you have time, so... Just put yourself in places where people want to meet you and you will meet someone, I think. I, I,
1: I, if I did, before Errol speaks, um, I just wanted to say that the, the, the key thing that Errol said was about connect with people. Don't yeah. look for the outcome, just connect. No, and I connect whether that's... they're friends, whether they're whatever.
7: Yeah, no, I don't, I don't think I even. Do you
0: struggling expect... to connect with anyone, though. they
7: really doing that.
0: <laughs> I'm not
7: necessarily thinking, right, I, I need to, I'm going to find a partner today. I'm thinking, oh, I, I want to find someone to have a coffee with. Um,
3: Where are you? Well, that, yeah, I was going to say, there have go, you know, got two guys here who don't mind having coffee with you anytime you
0: want. <laughs> what, you want coffee? <laughs> yeah. oh, I'm
3: gay. I mean, at the, at the end of the day, um, you 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 need to enlarge maybe your circle of friends. All I'm saying is that be careful um, of your own motives because if, if, if there was a guy and he came along and yeah. let's That's say, exactly. even sure. though he didn't say, say in your dance club and he was chatting you up with the pure intention of just, you know, uh, and all he had in his mind was conquest, let's say, you know, very bad thing. That's all he was interested in, nothing else. I'm sure you will pick up on that. I be it up.
7: Uh, um.
3: Because it will be fairly shallow. He wouldn't be interested in anything about you. He will be pushing it and all the rest of it. Um, and, and All I'm saying is that be careful of your own uh, motives so when you see somebody, don't think we're going to get together and that's it, you know, is he the right partner for me or whatever. You, you're just looking to have friends to chat with. And, you know, if if it stays friends, that's perfectly fine. Uh, if it goes anywhere else, that's a bonus. But if it doesn't, you know what your aim is to have friends in life, I mean, true friends, not just somebody, you know, they know you, and that's okay, you know, that's nice too but well, ideally, hopefully, to connect with people so that you can have a true friend.
5: And nothing is wrong with a little harmless flirting.
3: <laughs> oh, definitely.
5: <laughs>
3: but, um, but, but, I mean, it, well, it depends on the person, right? Um, but, you know, if you're friends, you're friends. Uh, flirting may very well take it to a different dimension.
5: it can be just a flirt for a flirt's sake. Believe me, and it's a lot of fun.
3: Yeah,
5: you 're you're, you're going to judge the person for that um, so. but but it 's free but 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 what, what it does it gives you some confidence and it gives you the ability to make small talk and it and you learn to read signals so it's it 's a good exercise don 't i mean let 's not discount it it is good for you mm. well, don 't you agree yeah yeah definitely <laughs> i i I need to wrap up but i just
1: um i would i would say two things firstly if you knew that you were going to have a relationship and it was just a matter of time um i think there'd be less anxiety and i think part of it is 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 a lack of belief in 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 that and that would take away the 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 pressure And, and the other thing is that um Forgotten the other thing the, um, the other thing uh, was belief and it, it's every problem is in our blind spot, and it 's having like we talked about the the ability to to look and often we can 't do that in relationships often we need so, this is because we 're in the, either a bubble or we 're in ourselves we can 't see what we can 't see or we don 't know what we don 't know um, and it 's somewhere it's just in honesty and getting really clear, really honest. Um, and whenever you feel a fear or anxiety, it is a sign of something like that isn't true. Um, and it's just getting beyond that because naturally, um, it's, it's possible. And if it isn't happening, then there's something somewhere, um, that you're doing. That's hot, stopping it. And it's just working out what that is.
7: Sounds like it's just my desperation for it then, I
6: suppose. I if you,
1: right. you're, not, you're not alone in this. The, the biggest reason is people go and they go, oh, I'm not wasting time. I need to, I need to, uh, I'm not wasting time with people who aren't going to, um, fit my bill and they go like looking with this checklist and and that is where people become commodities people become commodities because they're looking for someone to fit their checklist what they're all saying is just connect with the humanity and everyone and eventually you're going to find the person and you just need to be in enough people you need to be open um, and then just take feedback of you know what whatever it is Um, but it's not something we're going to solve here in in five, or 10 minutes is we're all on a journey, all of us. And it doesn't matter, you know, people who have the perfect relationship, they might not have the career. They might not have the sense of meaning. They might not have the health. All of it is something for us to uncover. And the the biggest problem is we have society's taught us this sense of shame because we don't have everything worked out. No one does. Um, we're all on a journey and it, it, you know, if we were complete, what would be the point? Yeah, <laughs> Overcoming our blind spots and you will get there. It's just like you like you're in a dip at the moment and you just don't see how you're going to get out, but you're going to hit probably maybe a bit lower before then you work out what it is and then you soar up and everything can change so quickly. It will.
7: Oh, thanks Rob.
1: You, 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 will get there. And, and, um, you know, we're, we, we're all kind of on the other side, so we see it, but in the same way, like I don't see things, Sana doesn't see things, Errol doesn't see things, Pete doesn't see things in our own life. Cause we all think we're different, but we're all the same when you get to the core essence of it. Mm. But thank you for, thank you for being open. Thank you, Errol, for, for sharing so much and giving us so much to work with tonight. And thank you, Sandra, for you're always, um, (laughs) being mad. (laughs) No, no, really, really sharp and succinct, um, things. And Pete, thank you for, um, being, um, part of it and sharing. (laughs) Okay. Thank you everyone. And I'll see you hopefully next week.
5: What What are we doing next week?
1: What's I haven't put one up yet. Um, I did have some ideas, but if anyone has anything specific they want to discuss.
0: I,
6: I, I've got some those ideas. Of,
0: those of us who are crap at day, as that? If you're crap I,
3: at day. I, 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 think, I think maybe, um, it may be, and I'm just being a little bit tongue in cheek, but um, where do we find good friends?
1: Uh, okay, yeah, because a lot of people have come- joined the group and they go, is it friends or romantic? I said we're typically friends talking about romantic, but yeah, let's do a friends one, good call.
3: Which the reason why I joined and it looks like Imogen is on the same path. <laughs> so.
6: Yeah. Likewise. Okay.
3: Yeah, likewise. So maybe we should all get together one day when all this COVID thing is over.
1: That would be good. Okay, <laughs> thank you
6: everyone. Have a good week. Bye bye you too. Thank you. Bye bye. Bye.